All right, guys, I got some news from the head office. Before we start the show tonight, um, I've just been, just been told, just handed down this memo from the main office um, that, uh, that Vince McMahon is going to be rewriting the show tonight. So everybody stay on your toes. Forget everything that we've heard over the past week. Forget everything you thought you were going to talk about tonight. The show's being rewritten. We're going to have to handle it on the fly. So keep your earpieces open and make sure whatever was in the script beforehand, it's out. It's done. It's being rewritten. Market Zero! You're listening to The Pittsburgh Piledriver. Podcast. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast, your favorite home for the faces that like to talk about things that are awesome. Currently speaking, is the guy who is contending for the choose away title, uh, Beef the Legend. Uh, also with me is the reigning, wait, nope, the advocate for the reigning, the defending, the current Tuesday champion, but the advocate, Mr. Alec Ransom, take it away, Ransom. I gotta, hold on, there we go, I had to, I had to unload. <laughs> responsible, beers. responsible gun ownership. Yeah, yeah. We're, gonna, was, we're gonna have some was... beers, so we're gonna unload, we're gonna take the round out the chamber there after we mark it zero. Yeah, as I was gonna oh, say, I thought... uh, you gotta you gotta be uh, one of the only responsible gun owners there in Mordor. Listen, Mordor <laughs> is the. My name is Alec Ransom, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, cruiserweight champion of the world, Pooped the Mord. Baby, what an advocate. What an absolute advocate. I'm sitting here. I've got an ice-cold Steve Weiser in my hand, and uh, I've got my my nice, shiny, beautiful title on my shoulder. Well, actually, it's not shiny. shiny. It's crink- crinkly. It crinkles nice. <laughs> it makes that satisfying paper noise. Ooh. That's super nice. I am your reigning, defending, undisputed Truserweight, that's true chooserweight champion, Poot the Bard, baby. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't introduce the uh, the wonderful, the fourth member of our uh, our cavalcade over here of uh, insanity, madness, and uh, obnoxious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comments, no. Mister Tiger Uppercut Bomb Tom. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing tonight, man? Oh, run around <laughs> like a chicken with my head cut off, and um, and I'm also uh, cracking open a Steve Weiser. And I, uh, yeah, I love. Listen, to be fair to you know anybody who's oh hey hold on I gotta unscrew the camera. To be fair. Thank you. I was hoping that would you would catch on to that so I could take a drink while you guys were uh, harmonizing. <laughs> uh, you know that might have been one of our best ones yet. Yeah, right. I, I think it was. Anybody out there who leans a little bit towards the, uh, you know, less freedom side of the spectrum, uh, there are no beers being partaken in the Mordors. Just a Red Bull and a big, uh, big jug of water. So you can suck it and uh, let freedom <laughs> reign, you bastards. That's because uh, all the oh, beers are for this weekend. Forty nine yeah. ninety nine too, you idiots. Oh, also, um, there's going to be a significant uh, lapse in coverage 
um, in uh, Mordor's local fire brigade uh, on Saturday. So I may not be able to partake in every single one of the beers because if there is a uh, fiery orc incident or Sauron gets out of control and, you know, sets some shit on fire, uh, the Mordor fire brigade might have to roll out the door. As is his will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Well, he, that, says, so listen, he guys, says that. Wait until the wait, wait, wait until the bills, the, the beer start actually flowing, and then the, hey, then we'll. No, 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 no. I mean, you know what? Uh, honestly, if if you uh, you know if you're that soused, I think I think between the four of us, we can make one cohesive sober person. So you know, <laughs> we do the well, fusion also, dance and become a sober person. Oh, yeah. the fusion dance. All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's we got it. it. I got fusion. it. If, uh, you know, if we have enough beers, we might just be able to stumble to the fire and piss on it and put it out, depending on how many beers that have been. Drunk. We can do that. All, all while exactly. standing in front of the fire going, woo, 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 clang, clang, clang. I like it. I like it. The whole way we stumble to the fire goes, <laughs> well, And you know what? Hold on, hold on. And, you know, we'll be responsible if, if we're all a little eh. We won't drive. We'll just, we'll somehow form together like some sort of fucking human Voltron and just... Oh, wheel ourselves over there like like a big like uh, uh, I don't know like a big somersaulting human tumbling Voltron. fucking human Voltron <laughs> tumbling fucking massacre of beers and piss. I don't it'll know. It'll be like in a car. No, it'll be it'll be like in a cartoon where you just see like you, where you just see like a dust cloud and fists and hands are just coming out. <laughs> yeah. of it. It'll yes. be like that. Yes, yes. like the Tasmanian yes. devil. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just a tornado Speaking... of beers and piss flying around. <laughs> Let's Speaking take of the fire, gentlemen, we are. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Speaking of fire, gentlemen, we're on. We're on fire already. This might be the best episode ever. Yeah, speaking, um, of, speaking of, of uh, speaking of beers and piss, let's talk about the sponsors. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I just took a piss and I'm drinking a beer. So your oh, first sponsor <laughs> is me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Listen, me, P3, listen to Tom. Already, all like, 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 giving giving himself all the credit. Get ahead, Tom. Pump, pump yourself up, man. Eh, you know what? Why not? Fuck it. Nepotism at its finest. <laughs> Casual gaming dad here. Tiger Bomb Tom, uh, one of the sponsors of this illustrious Pittsburgh Power Driver podcast. And uh, if you haven't caught any of my streams, then shame on you. And if you have, well, then you know uh, what's the dealio with this Saturday and us with the beers and Ooh. everything like that. The beers flowing, the live show going uh, this Saturday following NXT UK Cardiff. So uh, definitely tune in to that. Uh, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about because I've been promoting it during my streams, and you have no idea what the hell I mean when I'm talking about my streams, Go check me out on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, on Twitch, Casual Gaming Dad 84 over there. And uh, get yourself some sweet-ass Casual Gaming Dad merch. Like, I just got the Dick Kick City shirt, which I'll be sporting this Saturday. So uh, you get to see that one live and in person. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That's... What is that in reference to? Um, so oh, it's... There. Right. Well, it's yeah, it's kind, it's a it's a play off of the Suplex City stuff, but uh, a buddy of mine from back here at home, uh, shout out to Ben Fontana. Uh, he actually, uh, I was playing through Fatal Frame, and he kept telling me to like kick the ghost in the dick, and he said just take him straight to Dick, dick Kick, kick City, City, and then and then that it just went from there. My my sponsor was in the stream. I was like, that would make a good shirt, and he's like, hang on, let me see what we can do. And then like a week later, I had a shirt. Oh so. hey, hey guys. Guys, real quick before we get into the meat of what's coming up this weekend. Um, oh, wait, what we got to thank our other sponsor. What's happening? Yeah, I hear we sure do. Uh, we, uh, sorry, the, there's an automatic fire alarm in Mordor. Oh, uh, okay. We do want to thank, uh, we 
the Pittsburgh Powder podcast is sponsored by IWC Clearfield X or Clearfield 10. I don't know how if, if they're pronouncing X or 10, but either way, it's cool. Um, that is coming up in October. We are going to be attending, so please come out and see us. Come out and see IWC uh, and uh, support them. Uh, as always, oh. talk to Sean Tischler regarding the tickets. He can hook you up with some uh, with some tickets. Uh, there are uh, three packages available: uh, the VIP, the uh, which which includes the, the um, uh, early access and ringside uh, uh, front row ringside. Then there are the ringside packages, and then there are your general admissions. So you know, come out, support the Indies, and uh, let's 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 make wrestling great again. We're gonna and have fun. Us four, uh, us four dumbasses will be front row, right? Front row ringside. Yes. Yeah. yeah front row ringside. We, uh, yeah, we need to we need to discuss that after the show to make sure we're uh, all on the same page about getting Sean that our monies. Yes. So, we, uh, I, yes. We we will do that. But but right now. Uh, uh, Mr. Tiger, Uppercut, Tom, Bomb, Tom, Tom. I need some. Oh, I need some. Uh, some music for Fast Count News. Go. <laughs> this is Fast Count News with your anchor, Mr. Reigning, Defending, Undisputed, Chooserweight Champion, Poot the Bard, baby. And uh, the Fast Count News for this episode. You ready? Myself, Beef the Legend, Tiger Bomb, Tom. And our good friend standing in for Mr. Alec Ransom, Sean, Shill Sean Witherow. Yes. Are going to be at the TV tapings in Pittsburgh for All Elite Wrestling. Yes. We got in. I sat there. I was at work whenever the tickets went on sale. I was sitting there and I had my my boss's son-in-law was coming in to do some voices for ads so we had different ads on the station like Mm -hmm. different voices and um and i i I looked at him when he came in because he was supposed to come in at like quarter after 11 came in at 20 till 12 and i looked at him and said okay we're gonna knock out as many as we can in the next 10 minutes and he said well why i've got like five here to do and i said i understand that but from 10 uh till 12 and 12 o'clock uh, that's me time because I have to buy some tickets and, um, I was Give sitting the there, business. I was in the queue. The second the clock struck 10 till I got in the queue, whenever it popped up on the Ticketmaster, it said you, <laughs> how many people are in front of you in the wait in the queue? It said one. So that's I was awesome. number two in the queue. I pretty much had my choice of tickets. We didn't get. Um, we didn't get front row of the section that we were in, but we got damn close. So we're, we're going, man. That's going to be a blast. Definitely. And, and we'll, uh, and we'll definitely be uh, both. At least I can, I can't speak for the other two, uh, the other two knuckleheads rolling with me or the third knucklehead for IWC, but I'll definitely be sporting our custom, uh, Pittsburgh pile driver podcast t-shirts, which, will be uh, getting to us in the very, very near future here. So, Oh, absolutely. If we got them, I'm wearing it. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, you'll see us there uh, at, up at Clearfield sporting those and uh, definitely at the AEW show. And uh, if we if we can convince him, I think uh, Shill Sean should be carrying around a sign saying they made they paid me to carry this sign, a P3 oh, oh. sign. So. I, uh, I want to say something here real quick. And this goes out to two of you on this show. And then any other idiot listening, if anybody's going to the Clearfield show, so Sean, listen up, and Poot and Tom, this goes for you guys. Yes. I got a 50-buck bounty if 
anybody listening, which includes Poot and Tom, 50 mm. buck bounty if you can get one of the wrestlers to punch beef. Not, not like a little, not like a little, hey, it's good to see you, kid. I want like a, hey, I'm trying to knock you down, kid. Ooh. Yeah, so if you can, if you can egg on. somebody on enough, or even if they swing at you and you're fast enough to duck and they hit beef, 50 bucks. <laughs> I don't, wow. I don't. I don't. Just take one no. for the team, Beef. Come on. Hold on. No. I'm beautiful minding. Beef, we need this. I'm beautiful minding this. <laughs> I can make that happen. Oh, I can make that so, happen. Oh, um, I'll make it Mr. happen. Mr. Madman Alex Ransom, you said you have something on your mind to start tonight, so uh, please indulge us. What's what's going on, man? Yeah, what are these, uh, what are we going to call these little segments here where I, I uh, you know, bring up I think you should just call like them the Rans whole... Ransom's Random Wrestling History. I don't know. That sounded well, good really, in the chat. Well, yeah, I, okay, yeah, it's kind of history, but it's kind of, you know, like you guys' like, takes on things as well. So we talked previously before about, uh, you know, the JBL and the Nazi salute thing in the Germanys and, uh, you know, like the hardcore Holly and the JBL breaking into new guys and, you know, kind of what you guys thought about that. I want to get your guys' opinion on an issue that I, any wrestling fan, even a casual wrestling fan, probably should know about. And that's the Montreal Screwjob. Ooh, go on. If there is some jamoke listening to this podcast, which I can't in my wildest dreams fathom how somebody would listen to this podcast and not know what the Montreal Screwjob is because, you know, they're all four people who listen to this podcast probably know what it is. So, in case you don't, the Montreal Screwjob was Bret Hart back in 98? Yeah, 98. Uh, 97. 97, I believe. Suck. Yeah, Survivor, Series, Survivor Series 1997. <clears throat> Alright, so 97. Bret Hart was the WWF champion and he was leaving to go to WCW because WCW is going to give him more money and, you know, Bret Hart... Whatever, he, whatever his reasons were, he was going there. So the idea was that, okay, we're going to have a Survivor Series in, uh, what was it, Montreal? Montreal, yeah. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Is Quebec where the Survivor, oh, It's where the Survivor Series that year was held. So Vince wanted Brett to drop the belt to Shawn Michaels because Brett was going to be leaving to go to work for another company. And that's kind of what you do. You drop the title if you have one to a different wrestler before you leave the company. You don't leave the company and go to a different wrestling promotion and still carry the title. Unless you're Ric Flair or Lunder Brace. Go on. Well, or, uh, or Mike Awesome. <clears throat> or Mike well, Awesome, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, so anyway, it's typical that you drop the belt before you leave to go to a different promotion. So, long story short, everybody has their own reasons. There have been multiple stories out there. Sean, or Brett didn't want to drop the title to Sean. Brett said, no, blah, 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 this is why, that's why. Sean did this, I did this, whatever the case may be. I don't want to lose in Canada, I'm a Canadian. That's like saying, okay, well, I don't want to lose in the United States because I'm an American. Oh. So, Brett didn't want to draw the belt, he refused to do it. He said, I'll come out on Monday Night Raw and just hand you the title, I'll forfeit it. Well, this was around the time when the Alondra Blaze incident happened, the NWO was starting, people were defecting. So Vince was a little bit worried that, well, what if Brett doesn't drop the title? What if we don't get the belt back? What if he shows up on WCW and he has our WWF title belt around his waist? That's going to suck. That's going to suck big time. So a scheme was concocted between, you know, the, the stories vary over the years. But allegedly it was Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And I want to say that there was one more person. Was it, was it the ref? Was it Hebner? Hebner, 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 Hebner was made aware of it 
before the match happened. He wasn't in on the on he the denied it. He he denied it vehemently that he had nothing to do with it. He had no idea, but he knew. But go on. Sorry. Yeah, he knew before the like. Yeah, he he was told before the match this is going to happen. He wasn't involved in the planning. I don't know if anybody other than Vince, Triple H, and and Hunter were involved in the planning of this scheme. I want to uh, say maybe Briscoe was. Apparently, with Hebner as well. Um, apparently, he told Brett, like on like he said on my children, I won't. You know, I'll, yep, I'll call it was, down the line. That yeah. was that was that was that was part of the uh, the Wrestling with Shadows documentary, which, which which is a great fucking flick, by the way. Uh, if you haven't watched Wrestling with Shadows, which is about basically about this whole thing, go check it out. So my question to you guys is, if you can separate yourselves from your love affair with Bret Hart, and I can separate myself from my love affair with Shawn Michaels, if you can put neutral wrestlers in this, say this were to happen today, you know, maybe with WWE and AEW, somebody was going to go from WWE over to AEW, their current champion, you need them to drop the belt, you're not sure if they're going to. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. They're being shady about it. They're having protests. They're throwing out, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? I really don't want to do this, that, and the other thing. So discount the whole fact that the Montreal Screwjob involved Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Let's say that that never happened, but it's going to happen here today. Do you, if you're in the owner's shoes, do you orchestrate today a Montreal Screwjob to take the belt forcibly off somebody that you have a very strong suspicion would take that belt to another promotion as your current champion. Would uh, you pull a Montreal screw job to make sure that you keep that title at your business? Why don't we start off with of someone else's TV? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the end there. No, you're good. Um, you're good. I'm sorry. Why don't we, why don't we start with beef and then Tom and then me? Okay. And then Ransom. So, since it's his yeah, point, yeah. he gets to close it out. Definitely. So, to answer your question, yes. Um, to, to go a little bit more in depth with the actual incident itself, um, this was more than Brett just not wanting to drop the title. Brett didn't want to drop it to Sean. Brett wanted to drop it to The Undertaker. Brett wanted to drop it to Austin. Vince said, nope, our plan is Shawn Michaels. Brett said, I'm not dropping to Shawn Michaels in Canada. Brett said, I'll drop to Austin. I'll drop to Taker in Canada. I don't care. I'm not dropping to Shawn Michaels in Canada. I'll come out the next night on my Night Raw and hand you that title and say I'm done. But I'm not dropping to Shawn Michaels. So it was, this was the whole Shawn-Brett beef, which was like the 90s. Uh, which it, it would have been, it would have been, you know, really, really interesting if the internet was around then because I would have loved to kind of be a fly on the wall with that whole thing. But that notwithstanding, it's a good business decision. Uh, it, it's a smart business decision. Um, because they had, I, I don't remember if the Alondra Blaze thing had already happened. I think it had. And the whole Ric Flair carrying the, uh, carrying the world title to WWE when he first showed up. The real world's champion, as he called himself. Yeah, both incidents so, had already happened at this point. So, you know, th there was precedent. And Vince said, well, I'm not going to let that happen. In fact... <laughs> Ironically, Vince, one of the big draws for Flair, Vince said, I want you to bring that title, and I, I want to have it on TV so we can basically kind of denounce it as the, the, you know, the fake world champion. But uh, I'm getting off track. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a smart business decision because you cannot have a black eye on your product. The whole 
situation was just one big clusterfuck. It was poor planning. Uh, Vince offered Brett this big, long, stupid fucking contract and then reneged on it a couple months later said, hey, man, we can't do it, which, you know, Brett had him over a barrel. Brett said, hey, I'll dodge you go to WCW. I don't care. And, you know, Vince was basically extorted, so that was a shitty move. And then Vince said, oh, you know what? I can't do it. That was a shitty move. Uh, Hart not wanting to put over the next guy was a shitty move. Uh, them conspiring against Brett and making this happen on live pay-per-view was a shitty move. Like, everything was just a big pile of shit surrounding this. Which is really sad because these two guys were the, the, the mid-90s. They were the next generation. So, like, this, I think, really cast a black cloud over that whole thing. But, you know, I, honestly, even as a Bret Hart fan, and, and my fanship for him has kind of waned over the last couple of years, um, even knowing that he was one of my childhood heroes growing up, it, it was the right move because you cannot risk having your big trinket show up on another show and be cast aside. So, I, I gotta, so I gotta... you would. You would do it. Mm-hmm. If you were the boss, you would pull a Montreal screw job today. Yep. Even 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 if it's fucking John Cena and he's you know he's on his last day of the contract, you know, and he's you don't know he could show up on AEW on New Japan or Ring of Honor. You don't know what he's he could show up on Good Morning America and piss on it. You don't know, and you don't want that to happen to your prestige heritage belt. So yes, even in today's world, any day, you step in and you say, Nope, I'm the boss and what I say goes. All right, fair enough. Thank you. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta pretty much agree with Beef on that. Um, I now, interestingly enough, I didn't know that Vince had reneged on his contract that he had offered Brett. So it does, it does make his business that he did a lot shittier and a lot slimier because he, you know, he went back on his word, and now he's expecting. And then, you know, then he's saying he can't. Uh, he can't trust Brett to keep his word that Brett would, you know, just come out and like hand over the title or do something in some way to drop it. Uh, you know, that Brett wasn't going to take it to WCW and deface it somehow or anything like that. That's kind of a pot calling the kettle black. But uh, like we like we mentioned, I think either last episode or the episode before when we were talking about um, uh, uh, might have been last episode when we were talking about whether or not Vince uh, moving NXT onto USA and going directly head to head with AEW, whether it was you know him doing business or just a you know a low blow dick move, business isn't always isn't always pretty, and sometimes you got to do some things that are going to be some unpopular opinions. And the thing is, is um, in this day and age, you wouldn't have that situation happen. Um, more so because of the fact that back then they weren't having, uh, at least WWE at that point, they didn't have guaranteed contracts. Um, so that was part of the big issue. You know, you were going on a you know on a handshake and and your word, and look what happened. Lex Luger was on you know WWF programming you know one night because they were taped, and then he showed up live on Nitro, and you know that. That definitely, I, I can understand exactly why Vince did what he did because of all the other shit that was happening right before his very eyes, you know. Um, so I don't, I, I don't blame him for doing what he did. And honestly, when it comes down to it, when you're the talent, it doesn't matter if you want to drop it to this person or that person or whatever. You're the talent. 
Vince was the boss. So you fucking do what the boss tells you. Like that's plain and simple. If you go to your job and you say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to work alongside this guy. And your boss tells you, well, you have to work alongside this guy because we're, we're putting you on this same job, the same detail, whatever you say, well, I don't want to do it. Well, then you fucking get fired plain and simple. Like, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's the way it is. So I don't, I don't give a shit you know who you are and if you think you're the self-proclaimed hero of canada or not you know fucking do the job you're supposed to do it isn't always it isn't always pretty and i mean fuck i'm sure hunter didn't enjoy eating all the shit sandwiches that he did after the whole uh curtain call incident but he did what he had to do and then look what happened he came back out on top better than ever and now he's the fucking coo so no, I don't blame I don't blame Vince at all, and I would a hundred percent do the same thing if the situation to were were to arise in this day and age. However, now that you have uh, you know contracts and everything like that, uh, you wouldn't realistically run into that problem. Um, but yes, I would absolutely uh, I would absolutely do the same thing if if it came down to it. Ooh. Yes. All right. Hello. I uh, I think it's appropriate that I cracked open a Victory Hop Devil IPA because I'm going to play Devil's Advocate here. Oh, okay. boy. Here All we right. go. Now, it's Devil's Advocate and then what I, I would personally do. Yes, there was a lot of shitty business dealings on both sides. Yes, there was a lot of... Pro- <laughs> there was a lot Ooh. of promises made um by vince mcmahon that he couldn't couldn't literally couldn't fulfill or at least supposedly couldn't fulfill to bret hart and when you're promised the moon and the stars and then it's taken away from you that leaves a bad taste in your mouth so if they're gonna do shitty business why the fuck would i do shitty business or why why wouldn't i you know they're gonna do what's best for them i'm gonna do what's best for me and a big fat contract for multi-million dollars is what's good for me. You know, there's the argument, just a little aside, uh, if Bret Hart would have played ball and stayed with WW, uh, WWF at the time, um, would his career have ended and would he have had all those medical problems, uh, i.e. getting kicked in the fucking head by Goldberg? Who's um, still the worst. Sorry. Who's still the worst. Um <laughs> So there's that to think about. But but regardless, Brett comes from an old school way of thinking. And this was kind of the the beginnings of, you know, the really big, like, there was the groundswell of smart marks. There was the groundswell of kind of, of kayfabe going the way of the dodo. And the problem is Brett came up not only in a family that was brutal in in many ways uh Mm. with the business he came up in a very traditional manner he came up in a very traditional way of thinking about the business to protect it to protect yourself because back in the day unlike today yeah there's bad feelings yeah there's people who don't like each other and there's negotiations and contracts and business dealings that go wrong but the overall attitude from professional to professional in the business seems 
through the ad through the mediums of social media we see this that they're they treat each other far more professionally there's a lot of respect there and there's a lot of uh uh fans of wrestling in general that are now in the business and some of their top stars so like Brett came from a place where it was like you had to take care of yourself you had to protect your character you had to protect what you did in every single aspect in that ring backstage when you were taking care of business and especially in the public you had to play to kayfabe and that never went away he never evolved with that idea of like okay times are a changing if i don't get on board then i'm gonna be left uh i'm gonna be left in the dust and people won't People will remember the 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 high points of my career, and they'll talk about how great I was. But then, in every single documentary or every single thing, it's going to be like, and then he shit the bed. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't let that go. And there was even the talk about like if Brett would have played ball, and he would have just said, and I think he even posed the solution of, I'll drop the belt the following night on Raw. He said, I just don't want to lose it in Canada. It, and and from, from, from various accounts, again, there are tons of accounts of this. The most accurate thing, I think, again, we mentioned it before, is, is uh, wrestling with shadows. Okay? And that's a really good documentary, and it seems really sticking to what is happening in that moment. Um, but, you know, if Brett would... if if you know, everyone can say if Brett would have played ball, Brett should have played ball, Brett should have done it, do what your boss tells you to do, blah, 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 blah. You know, have respect for that title, have respect for this company, have respect for your peers, blah, you know, all that. But really, if he did pose the suggestion of, well, I'll drop the title tomorrow night, and apparently, even if it's Sean, I'll drop the belt tomorrow night on Raw. I just don't want to lose it tonight in Canada. You know, people talk about Brett bending and playing ball and dropping the title if he was going to hightail it out of there. Well, fuck, McMahon could have done the same thing and played ball and said, okay, we'll do it. I understand he wanted a title change on Survivor Series and it would have gotten Shawn Michaels, like, the right kind of heat. And it would have gotten the WWE and, Mc and, you know, the right kind of heat, the right kind of booze. But they could have played ball with Brett. They could have done that. They know how big of a stickler is. They're not going to have to deal with him uh, after the next 24 hours. They're not going to have to deal with him anymore. So just go, all right, Brett, whatever the fuck you want. Like, seriously, people talk about Brett not giving. McMahon could have given, too. He could have been like, fine, who cares? It's not going to matter after tomorrow. That's the thing. Would Now, the question is, would, would Poot the Bard uh, do what McMahon did? Honestly, honestly, I I wouldn't. I would just go, whatever you want, Brett, fine. I'm not going to have to deal with you anymore. Whatever you want, you go ahead and do it. And then he'll walk away with a false sense of bravado. The right person, the person I would want would be the champion. And it would be on Raw. And then people would be like, holy shit, a title change on Raw. Now, would it have felt a little weird to like have the match on uh, pay-per-view... And then immediately have a rematch the following night. You could easily have Michaels come out and yell and scream on the mic and say, I'm holding up the show until I get my rematch clause in my contract. 
you know, or, or I want it, I want it. You know what I mean? He, you could have had Michaels come out there and throw a fit and hold up the show. You could, hell, you could have even had at Survivor Series, you could have had a finish where Hitman was tapping out Michaels, and somehow the ref didn't seem, you know, uh, like like Sean was like reached out, grabbed the rope, and the ref was watching his other hand. And Michaels is tapping, and he says, oh, Michaels tapped. But Michaels had already grabbed the bottom rope. He didn't see it. And then you go, no, 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 that's bullshit. We're having a rematch tonight. Give him the belt the following night on Raw. You could have done that. So would I have done it? No, because I would have been like, well, I don't have to deal with his yelling and screaming. Just give him what he wants and then kick him to the curb over to WCW. Now, that's refresh my memory, because I can't remember 100%. I'd have to go back and look. Was Brett's contract up that night? Was that his last night under contract? I thought I remember no, hearing I something think... about that's the reason why Vince didn't want to do a title drop on Raw because he didn't know if Brett would show up on Raw. For some reason, I'm thinking that Survivor Series was Brett's last if... contractual night and he was no longer held to a contract after that. So it would have just been his word. And I'm fairly certain that that's... That that's I want to say that that might be it because, you know, he had taken taken people at their word before, and this is something that had been brought up on various people's podcasts that, you know, Vince took Lex Luger at his word that Luger wouldn't leave, and, you know, all of a sudden there he was on WCW. So Vince was afraid to take Brett at his word that Brett would either come out and just hand it over or that he would come out and have a match and drop it, which is why it had to be done at Survivor Series because that was his last contractual night. I think if Brett would have... Um, and this just kind of ties up the loose ends of my thing. Yeah, okay, if it was the final night of Survivor Series was the final night of his contract, if Brett would have gotten what he wanted, he'd have shown up. He would have done it. You you know, you talk about a hitman being a shit dick, but like it you know well, you were right. I'm sorry. No, well, no, like that's my point is is if he would have gotten everything he wanted. There is no reason, and had he done that and still taken the belt and gone, no, I'm taking it with me anyway, it would have tainted everything about him, his entire could, legacy. You make you make an, uh, an awesome salient point. Before, when you said he's a traditionalist guy who was brought up in the business, he was brought up by the toughest wrestling family in the world, uh, you know, and if, if he would have pulled that shit where he said, uh, you know, here's my handshake agreement, I'll show up tomorrow and Adam Raw, and I'll do whatever job you want me to do. If he would have pulled the shit and then went to WCW with that title, like his family would have cast him out. I mean, anybody that knows anything about wrestling would have cast him out. He would have been the biggest dickhead in the world for a, a number of other reasons way before he even started talking about Seth Rollins. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Poot. Yep. Um, real quick, uh, before before Ransom makes his point, I do want to say I have a I have kind of a segue after Ransom makes his point uh, in about as far as the scenario that you described there, Poot, with like uh, you know the 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 grabbing the rope and the tapping out and stuff like that. I have a I have a good segue, but uh, Ransom, what say you on on this whole matter on this Montreal debacle? Um, I, I would love to you know be able to. I, I'd love to be able to have the, the pin particles and to go back in time and see what maybe would have happened if Thanks Brett would have stayed, right? If Brett would have stayed in the WWF because, 
you know, Goldberg wasn't coming to WWF then. So I, I would imagine that Brett's career would have been as length as lengthy, if not m longer than Shawn Michaels' career. Um, you know, because he didn't have the the problems, the back problems. He didn't have to go away for his, you know, those what five years that Shawn went away. I imagine Bret Hart's career would have been a lot longer. He probably would have been a multi-time WWE champion. I'm willing to hazard a bet that Owen probably would still be alive because Bret has said multiple times, if I was still there, I would not have let him go up in the rafters and do that. There's no way I would have let my brother do that. So I'm sure Bret would have talked Owen out of that. So who knows? Bret's career might have been a lot longer. Owen might still be with us. His career might have been a lot longer. He could have been a WWF champion. You know, the whole landscape of the wrestling, you know, world could be dramatically changed if, uh, you know, if, if Brett would have stayed. But under the point of the Montreal Screwjob and what I would have done it, is, you know, if that's today, yes, 150,000% absolutely. You do what your boss tells you to do at your job, unless it puts you in some sort of physical danger, mortal danger. You do what you're told to do. You're hired to do a job, you do that job. If you don't do that job, well, someone's gonna pull the rug out from under you. You're gonna get fired, you're gonna get reprimanded, something's gonna happen. I, I agree that The Wrestling With Shadows is a good documentary, but it is heavily, heavily, heavily cited to Bret Hart because they followed oh Bret around. Yes. Oh my goodness. They, you know, it, exactly. They followed him around, you know, it was all about Bret. It was all about Bret at this time. So they're not going to go to Vince and be like, hey, man, what's your side of the story? They're not going to go to Sean and be like, hey, man, what's your side of the story? Vince ordered Sean to deny it up and down. And he did. He followed orders. He denied it up and down. So did Triple H. Denied it up and down. We had nothing to do with it. We had no idea this was happening. Nothing. Taker even con uh, confronted Shawn Michaels and said, did you know? And Vince told Sean, you deny it to anybody that asks you. Anybody ever. You say it was all my idea. You had no idea. And he did. Also, you know, I, I don't like the idea of, well, I'm a Canadian and I don't want to lose the title in my home country. I don't want to lose in Canada. What? What the fuck is that? See, I don't want I to don't, lose in Canada. Mm, I don't, I don't think yeah. that was the issue. I think, like, like, like I said, I think, I think it was the issue of him losing to Michaels in Canada. I think he would have lost I, to Taker or Austin. Still at the same point, it doesn't matter. You don't, you're told to do something. This is what's going to happen. You, you don't get to refuse to do something because you don't like the guy that you're working with. Oh, Seth, we want you to go out and lose to Brock Lesnar. I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm not losing to him. I'm not going to do it. No, you do it. You fucking do it. Steve Austin did the same thing, and he admitted that he was wrong. He didn't want to lose to Lesnar. He didn't think it was right. He went away. He no-showed. And he's come back and admitted full-heartedly, that was wrong. I should have done what Vince told me to do. I should have done the job. You know, I, it's my fault. That's my bad. He came out and admitted it. The same thing with Shawn Michaels, because I, as big of a Shawn Michaels fan as I am, I'll fault him on this too. Uh, you know, and I'm not—I'm sure you guys might know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. But with the whole Austin Michaels Tyson thing, at the end of the match, Vince wanted Tyson to lay the Austin 316 shirt over Shawn Michaels, and Shawn said, "No, I don't. You don't do that to me. Uh-uh. I'm losing this belt. I'm going away. My back is broken. I've done all this stuff for you. I've—I've—I've, I've, you know." Throw myself to the wolves, especially the Montreal Screwjob incident. I've done everything you've asked me to do. I don't. You're not going to do this to me. I'm not going to go out that way. That's not how people are going to remember me. You're not going to do it. Well, turnabout's fair play. 
Sean fucking refused to do it, and Vince said to Tyson, at the end of this match, you lay that Austin 316 shirt over his face. You do it. And that's what happened. Sean didn't want it to happen. He refused. He said no, absolutely not. And it still happened. If you're going to refuse to play ball, you're in the wrong business. You have to understand that you are working for somebody. So, yes, I would absolutely do the same thing today, regardless of whether it's Brett, Sean, Edge, you know, any, any other wrestler that you know, Adam Cole, if you don't want to play ball and you straight up refuse to do it, we're going to do it for you. And, you know, as much as I disagree with Jim Cornette on a lot of things, because, you know, Smokey Mountain this and I'll kill you, motherfucker. You know, he's, thank you. He said on his podcast, he was like, if I would have been in that meeting, I would have told Vince the exact same thing. Fucking roll his ass up and, and take the belt off of him. Hell, have, uh, you know, Briscoe show Shawn Michaels some holds. Roll him up in something. You know, force a pin, force a submission, do something. Take that belt off of him. You know, Cornette said it. Michaels, Hunter obviously said it. Uh, Pritchard, he said it. So, you know, it's nothing against Brett. As much as I think that Brett is a stink finger. Uh, <laughs> if it had been anybody else, if the <laughs> roles would have been reversed, if Sean was going to WCW to be with his buddies, and he had the belt, and he refused to drop it to Brett... Because I don't like Brett, and I'm not dropping it to him, and I'm not going to make him look like a Canadian hero by dropping it to him in Montreal. Hell no, I'm not doing that. Fucking roll that little bastard up and pin his ass and take the belt from him. I think that that was 110% the right thing to do. So, Ransom, I think what I'm hearing is if you don't do your job, let fucking Mike Tyson knock him out, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Bring him in. Bring him in. Get him the head. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Tom, you said you wanted to go off of something with uh, grabbing the ropes or whatnot? Yeah, uh, well, this is this is kind of a, a loose transition. Probably not one of my better ones. Uh, but I but I got I got something I'm gonna call uh, Tiger Bomb Tom's Take It or Leave It. Um, Ooh, we're gonna have five million segments on this. We fucking are. Thing. We are. Fuck it. Who it's cares? Fine. We do. We'll do what the fuck we want. You know yeah, why? Right? Forty nine ninety nine. Idiots. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. So we also. By the way. Un- until further notice, you're no longer Tiger Bomb Tom. You are now a transition Tom because you are the king of transitions. Oh, I thought I've now set you up for like an impossible transition. Be- so go ahead. Wait, wait, beef. So it's not it's not because of the surgery. We're not supposed to mention that. Oh. <laughs> if my beer bottle was empty, I'd chuck it all the way up to Clearfield right now. What an <laughs> arm on that man! He must be taking his what hormones. An arm. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> She's got an arm on her. <laughs> oh, wow you know what you just wait till saturday oh dear anyways so uh so speaking of speaking of screwy finishes and things like that of the nature i want to talk about uh i, I want to talk about the main event of monday night raw uh from Ooh. the other night because somebody asked me while i was streaming Good yeah i know well uh well tough you're gonna hear about it um so (laughs) it's two days past yeah i only have hulu and even i fucking no i was being no i was just like yeah i kind of slacked off this week been working on a lot Uh, of guitars go on oh no 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 that's fine you um, it was actually a decent episode this week uh honestly except except for the main event yeah yeah so um and and i do i do on a further thought tag team turmoil eh, Uh, and okay about that but yes the main event um here's the big thing the main event, the way it ended was such bullshit. And if that's how you're going to close out your show, 
shame on you fucking creative so what happened is is uh aj styles pulled the old eddie guerrero where uh number one gallus and anderson and seth rollins were all supposed to be banned from ringside in this uh u.s title match between braun Strowman and aj styles so there's the setup for you okay so obviously we know somebody's gonna get down at ringside i.e <laughs> Yeah, like if somebody's barred from ringside, there's a nine out of ten chance that that fucking person's gonna show up at oh, ringside anyway. You anyways. know they're showing up, and it's, exactly. And it's and it's not gonna be fucking Seth Rollins because they've already told you on the air that he was in Hawaii. I don't know if somebody goofed or what, but I mean, like they they made mention of it twice, and I'm like, no, well, they what's were the just doing. Of banning him, they then? were just doing the thing. Hey, man, did uh, you know it's when you go into you go into school and your teacher says, hey, man, uh, where's your homework? And you go Africa. <laughs> the dog ate it in hawaii so anyways um so by the but towards the end of the match there's a ref bump uh gallus and anderson come out they proceed to you know attack braun uh braun ends oh. up getting the upper hand there, there's a steel chair that gets involved braun lays waste to gallus and anderson and um and aj sees the ref stirring so he hurries up and takes a dive and is laying there. Now, the ref has heard the chair shots. And he sees Braun with the chair in hand. And he goes, well, I heard it. So he disqualifies. He disqualifies Braun, gives AJ the win. Here's the problem with that. How many times in the past, and I, despite the Eddie Guerrero stuff, you know, just thinking that that's a smart move to do as a heel, which in a way it is. But here's the thing, how for how long, how long in the history of wrestling in general, whatever promotion it is, if there's a ref bump, the heel gets away with doing some shit, the ref doesn't see it, or how many times even during a tag match, somebody tags and you could hear a clap or whatever, if the ref doesn't see it, it doesn't count. But now all of a sudden, because the ref heard it, and he didn't see it, it's supposed to count. Now you've just taunt you've just gone and fucking undone like everything from from a ref's job, like over the countless years of wrestling. And I think it was such a stupid fucking way to end it. If if anything else, like number like besides that, Gallus and Anderson were still down at ringside, so fucking AJ should have gotten disqualified when the ref quote unquote came to again like it ju it just fucking made no it, sense and i and here's the thing here's the thing though when you have a ref bump and some shady shit like that who's the heat supposed to go on poop tell me who the heat should have gone on in that match when you have a when you have a shitty finish like that yeah oh it uh it should have gone on uh 80 20 split it should have gone on the oc and it should have gone on the ref it should it should have gone on aj right yeah Okay, uh, because of the fact that you do this now with, with the ref quote-unquote hearing it, now where does the heat go? On, on the AJ ref. or on, on the, the ref? On the ref. 100% the ref. Yeah, yeah. And, that's right. exact, and that's exactly the fucking problem because now the heat is not on AJ, the heat is on the ref. And well, well, there's, here's the bigger problem. There's, there, there, there's a bigger problem incarnate here is that for the second time in what? three months you've seen the club pretty much like had had their noses shoved and shit 
and in this in this case, we're talking by one guy. And I, yes, I understand that they are grooming Strowman to be something mighty, and I'm okay with that. And I'm, and I'm because they missed that boat fucking two years ago, and I think they've been suffering ever since. Yep. But he's not like to me right now outside the undisputed era, and maybe the actual Bullet Club, and that's disputable, but. The, the club is a strong, strong faction. And here they are again, looking not so strong, being taken down. But then again, I, I understand it. The monster among, but it's one guy taken down three guys. It, That's well, the biggest problem here. The thing is, if had there been a longer build where the club was more dominant instead of this very, very quick, like, okay, they have the belts. Now they lost the belts. AJ has title. Now, you know, like... It seems like they tried to shove in seven months worth of uh, heat building into a very truncated time, and now they're trying to go. Oh no, they're strong! Look what we've done with them, and it and it doesn't work that way. The other thing is too my my umbrage with this situation, hearing about it, is the fact that we need like I think now, and I understand like you, you know the. These situations are usually protected by plot armor. Tom, do you know the uh, idea of plot armor? Uh, I don't. So Please when you're, me. so I actually I brought this up with my sister. We were watching the uh, couple Indiana <clears throat> Jones movies the other day, and we were watching the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, great movie. We mm -hmm. we were watching it, and you know, despite all of the the dangerous, shitty crazy situations that Indiana Jones is in, he's not going to die. He won't die. Like, he's right. not going to die. He's going to come out on top. That's called plot armor. Okay. Like, basically, it's like, oh, he's hanging off the edge of a cliff, or he's over a punch pit of spikes, or what, a pungent pit? I think that's what they call it. Pu uh, a spongy pit. Yeah, he's over that. And it's like, oh, what if, what if he falls? No matter how many times you watch that movie, there's that, that slight little thing of, oh, you know what I mean? You know yeah. he's not going to die because he's the hero. Like, right. he won't die. He's the protagonist. That's plot armor. Like, okay. So, anyway, um, that's, that's kind of what's going on here. These situations, they happen because the plot needs it to happen. Therefore, it, it kind of has that – it's in that same ballpark of idea. Like, the ref heard the chair shot – Instead of going, hey, these heels, these shifty, no, nah, no, nah, this is what happened. I'm not going to go off by what I saw. You know what else pisses me off? How many times have we seen that kind of thing happen? Ref calls the match, and then another ref comes down and says, no, 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 that's bullshit. See, look, let's watch the replay, or no, this is what happened. And it didn't happen, did it? Exactly. There, it's too many, it's too no, many inconsistencies. I mean, yeah, I, here's the thing, zero. like, we okay, you know. Hey, here, here's the kayfabe break. Let's break the fourth wall. Wrestling is scripted, everybody. Ooh, I know, uh, right? What? Son of a Tom, bitch. I know, I know. Tom, Fucking... <laughs> Shut Tom, up well, the podcast. We're least, done. At least it's Santa. Over. At least Santa Claus is still real, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Keep telling yourself that. Um, uh, so, anyways. Uh, just alert. about as real as chances of showing up this weekend. But go on, Tom. Hey, hey, there's nothing sadder than a fat man blubbering with a fake-ass title. Anyways. Oh! Uh. <laughs> 
I had to get you back for that shit earlier. Anyways. Wow. Someone must not be happy about the fact that I have a mute button over here. Beef, uh -oh. how are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Nice play. Hey, nice play. If I can, is, is, everybody, is everybody done with what um, you're going to say? I don't want to cut you off if you were still talking about something there, Tom. Um, no, I just done. wanted to say it was like, it was just, that's the one thing, even though you're going to have something scripted, regardless if it's wrestling, if it's movie, if it's theater, whatever, be consistent, you know, like give me like, at least make me at least make the, the, the make believe stuff as believable as it can be for me. You know what I mean? That's, that's a. so, well, not only does this set a dangerous precedent of, well, now if the ref hears something, he can go off of what he hears instead of right. just what he sees. Now, granted, if you're thinking logically and not in a wrestling mindset, yeah, sure, that, that, that sets a dangerous precedent. But in a wrestling mindset, this could never happen again, and you know everybody could just forget about it. That's the way wrestling works. But my biggest problem with this is, and I think somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they touched on it about the fact that you know the heels are out here. You've got the club at ringside when they were barred from ringside. The ref hears a chair shot. He sees Braun Strowman with the chair, and he sees AJ and the rest of the club down. How does the ref know, by hearing the chair shot, that Braun Strowman hit AJ Styles with that chair? What if the club shows up at ringside and Braun goes, oh, hell no, club's not supposed to be here. I'm going to go get a chair, and I'm going to waylay on Gallows and Anderson. They're not in the match. That's not illegal. You could beat them to hell and back with chairs, the ring bell, uh, 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 fucking Corey Graves. He could have picked up Corey Graves and beat him to death with him. <laughs> I'm going to beat you to death with Corey Graves. <laughs> you could. You could have taken the king's crown and smashed it over their, their faces. You uh, can't get disqualified for hitting somebody with an illegal outside object if they're not in the match to begin with. So true. how does the ref know that Actually, Braun Strowman hit AJ Styles and not the club? Well, I'll Wasn't tell you there what. a situation a couple months ago or something where somebody like was out and about at ringside, and one of the active competitors hit them and got disqualified somehow? I, well, even I if that happened, like it, that. Sh it shouldn't. Even if that happened, it, it shouldn't matter. What right. if outside the ring with a non-competitor? If anything, the club showing up, even if they didn't touch Braun Strowman, if the club comes down to ringside when they're not supposed to be at ringside, they're banned and barred, whatever you might call it, from ringside. Braun Strowman goes out and picks up a chair and starts wailing at him. If anything, AJ Styles should be disqualified because the club showed up. Exactly. And that right. that's what I'm saying. Like, I you know, like we we all know the 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 quote unquote rules that are supposed to be set forth in wrestling. Like you just be consistent with it. You know, that's 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 all I'm asking. Um another thing I wanted to touch on, uh, since I kind of brought it up, was the tag team turmoil. And I'm just oh, gonna say Oh my god, listen. Tom, hey, can you set the stage started. for that? Can you set What's the stage? Because okay. I didn't see so, Raw, Tom, so I need to know Tom, what's can going I? On. Please, can I please, 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 can I Tom? Uh yeah, but I but I do have I, I like I said, I, I do have a point to make on it, so set it up for me if you would. Okay. So tag team turmoil. And I think that the Street Profits did a wonderful job of setting the fucking stage. I love them as, like, the chorus of Raw. But, but anyway, um, so eight teams were involved. Eight actual honest-to-God tag teams were involved. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm I, sorry. Let me, let me interrupt you I'm real sorry. quick. You know, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I want to ask one question just so I know. Are the Street Profits still technically NXT, or are they main roster now? Well, 
Um, here's, or are they here's NXT, my... but just show up on main roster. I don't, I don't know what's going there, on with them. I yes, think it, here's, here's, here's what it is. I, and I, and I, something that, uh, real quick, we gotta, I, I myself included have to, uh, get out of the habit of saying people coming up to the main roster because it's going to be more like a lateral shift left or right, right. because that's your now NXT is also going to be live. So it's not really, you, you don't really have like main roster stuff. And then NXT's down here location wise. Yeah. They're down in full sale, but, um, uh, but I just wanted to throw that out there in the future. So I'm, if I, if I, uh, if I berate anybody for saying that it's only out of just a, kind of get myself also into that mindset of not saying, you know, not putting NXT on a lower pedestal because uh, not, that's implied. But, You're right, don't, right, worry, right. don't worry about it. But that. anyways, okay. But um, so, um, seven, no, I've, seven uh, actual uh, tag teams. Uh, let me see if I can name them. Um, let's see. Hawkins and Ryder, the Viking experience. Nope. The Viking Raiders. Nope. The, oh. Raiders. Um, <laughs> the Lucha House Party, the B team, the club. The B team is still a thing. Uh-huh, apparently, right? Why is the fucking club being lumped in with those jamokes? Oh, just wait. No, the, just the, wait. The, the Viking Raiders were there, too. Um, uh, Rude who, and Ziggler. Oh, Rude, well, yeah, they're, they're not an actual tag team. Uh, but I'm, but well, I'm sure we'll get to that. But, the, yeah, so the, they, they were in there. Oh, um, Heavy Machinery was in there. Heavy Machinery, and I can't think of the fucking last team. Is AOP um, revival? Nope. Oh, AOP. The revival. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was the fucking revival. How bad is that? That like the best team in the world, in my opinion, Ooh. that was in the tag team promo match, and I couldn't think of them. But yeah, so you have seven teams, and then this random ramshackle team of Rude and Ziggler together, <laughs> uh, and it was a, basically a gauntlet match. Two teams started, which was uh, the Viking Raiders and the B team. Uh, and then, you know, you beat a team, somebody else comes down, ad nauseum. Go ahead, Tom. So here's my thing. Um, you had actually legitimate, established tag teams that have been working together, some for years, like the Revival. and Hawkins and Ryder. Even Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that, I'll give that to them. Because even when they were with... Uh, Whenever they were cronies for Edge, they were a tag team then. Or even before that, they were the Major Brothers. You know, like mm-hmm. they've been a tag team for for a fucking hot minute. Um, so the the aftermath of it all, spoiler alert, uh, is that Ziggler and Rude ended up winning the tag team turmoil. No fucking and, way. Okay. Yes, yes, now, fucking way. Hold on. Now here's here's a good <laughs> thing for it and a bad thing for it. A good thing for it. Is now hold on. the The good thing for it would be if that they go on and they face uh, Rollins and Strowman, and they lose, and they don't capture the titles, then it keeps the other legitimate teams safe that they didn't have to lose a title match to a quote unquote unestablished team of Rollins and Strowman. There's that only good point. That's the only good thing that could come out of this. However, I don't I don't see Rollins and Strowman, me personally, I don't see them retaining the championship for much longer. I see them dropping it at the at the uh Night of Champions. I'm not calling it Clash of Champions. It was Night of Champions for the longest time, was it not? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wasn't Clash it, of Champions what, a WCW thing? It was. Well, why 
Okay, so so when did it change from Night of Champions to Clash of Champions? That's been bugging the shit out of me. Two years ago, I think. Any reason why? I honestly like Clash of Champions better. I think it should still be Clash of the Champions because of the um, the history that the I think I think that that's and that's I think is what they're going for is kind of the, in, invoking that um, nostalgia factor, I guess. All right. Anyways. So regardless, <sighs> Night of the Clash of the Champions. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Put Night that of in the Clash of the Destruction like, of the Champions. Yes. More like Put Night of the Night of the Dead Ass Tag Team Division. Yeah, exactly. The oh. fucking WWE for a long for the longest time has treated tag team wrestling like shit. They only highlight it when it's convenient for them. And uh, and this was even furthered uh this was even furthered by Bully Ray on the Busted Open podcast, and I was listening to it. And he said, when you opened up the uh, the first edition of the WWE Encyclopedia, when you go to the page with Stone Cold, there is a picture of him and Mick Foley with the fucking tag team championships. Okay? When you go to the page with the Dudley boys, there's a picture there. No tag team championships. Oh, of the oh. most fucking decorated tag team in, like, the history of fucking WWF slash WWE, as we discussed in the hot tag trivia, you know, previously, like, get the fuck out of here. I honestly, like, if, if, if Strowman and Rollins keep the titles after this next pay per view, then that's, like I said, that is the only reason that I can see Ziggler and Rude getting thrown into there. And that I'll be okay with. But in the moment, Man, how the fuck are you just going to shit all over all these other tag teams, these established tag teams? And I, I know, I know, we discussed it. You know, you got to see the forest through the trees. But man, like yeah. it, it, to it, the it, to it, the to the casual to the casual fan, somebody who maybe who just uh, you know who's just tuned in, you can you can kind of tell even if you're even if you're a casual fan, you can kind of tell who's an established tag team together and who isn't number one by the entrances if people come out to the same music together at the same time they're a pretty established tag team if they have yeah, to they're a team, fucking yeah. tag team yeah if, if they come out if they come out to separate music you kind of go oh they threw them together mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take a fucking genius to figure it out no, you don't have like, to be a smart to figure that out no go, go, even a little go, bit go, 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 go. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I'm uh, let me let me tell you that I have I have a big fucking like thing here too. But go, but go ahead, guys. I'm I'm just gonna fucking coil up and wait because no, so, I'm ready. So I'm I just one. one I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to throw in one thing here because I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying sitting back and listening to you guys because you're all making awesome points. And Thank I you. didn't watch this week. However, um, I I will say this. Like I did say uh the the past couple weeks about seeing the forest through the trees and everything like that. I did. But there are a couple times a year, probably biannually, that WWE kind of books themselves into a corner and they have to have like mini restarts. Like it seems like they're they're getting better at this non-hackneyed booking where it's like oddball tag teams or random bullshit like finishes or ends of mat like you know like random people getting championships and stuff like that they're getting better we can all admit that correct they're yeah, getting the, better mm-hmm. than previ- the, the previous product, the product is getting a little bit better and it, honestly i think a lot of that has to do with Heyman 
And so. it, it's it feels like two steps forward, one step back. And you know what? That's still progress right now. I'll accept that. Down the yeah. road, not so much. But my point is, every like like I said, biannually they book themselves into a fucking corner because they're probably thinking ahead to the next big pay per view, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we got two in here. Uh, do this random thing." Yeah. Yeah. My, my big problem with this is, and I didn't watch, but after hearing what transpired, I, I, I'm of the mindset of like, yeah, man, let, let the tag teams shine. Let the actual teams that are actual teams, not just two singles wrestlers that are thrown together, let them shine. The biggest problem I see with this is now you've got two random ass teams thrown together with single wrestlers competing for the titles so if Strowman and Rollins retain you still have this random conglomerate of two singles guys holding tag team titles if Ziggler and Rude retain unless they're going to come up with some sort of team name and actually become a team have team music maybe you know dress similar which they probably won't do either way you have a team comprised of two singles wrestlers just thrown together with the belts so it's a lose-lose for the actual tag teams of WWE when you look at it. No matter who wins that match, you're still going to have just two random guys with tag belts. Ooh. Um, and to, and so, to further off that real quick, one thing that I didn't think of is even if you have Rollins and Strowman retain, um, you know, I mean, obviously they're going to have to then drop it soon after anyways because they're going to have a title match at the end of the night, they're going to face each other. And so that's going to be, you know, uh, depending on how that match goes, maybe, you know, say maybe Seth ba barely gets by by the skin of his teeth and gets a quote unquote questionable pin or something, you know, then you got, then you got Strowman all pissed off and then you throw their uh, quote unquote tag team chemistry, which doesn't necessarily even exist in the first place, all out of whack. So they're going to have to drop it. So, if they don't, if they don't drop it to Ziggler and Rude at the next pay per view here, then who do they drop it to, or how do you set up that next title match? Is it you know, do you give it back to the club, like because so I don't know, is, I don't know. On, it's, is, it's, does, it's weird, it's weird so wonky booking, and I just don't like it. Does Rollins have a singles match for the what does he have the Universal title? Yes, yes. Does he have a singles him match? And him, at, and, him and Rollins, or him and him and Strowman. It's so official. they're going to defend yep. the tag team titles and have a match against each other uh, at correct. the same pay-per-view. Apparently. Yep. Correct. Yep. What the fuck is that? Exactly. First what time is that? ever. That's, that's what that is. First time that's ever. Face, they, face they booking. That. That's face-face booking. That's what that is. That's face-face booking. That's not that's that's exactly what Poot said about you know writing themselves into a into a corner or whatever. That's not yeah. like what now? Why? Why? Exactly. So, so I have several yeah, so I have several points. So, first of all, let's not besmirch Rude and Ziggler yet. Some of the greatest tag teams I can remember have been a random pairing. Uh, Dude Love and Steve Austin, the Rock and Sock Connection, two fucking man power the trip. bar, the, the two-man power trip, the bar. Like, guys that were you, you were like, okay, here we go. And you know what? Like, they, they cling in your memory. So I'm not going to sell them short just yet, but... We're, we're, hold on, I were have, Austin and Michaels champions at one point? 
Or did they just so. tag together a few times? Or were they actual I, champions? I can't remember. They, they were probably champions because, like I said, like, like we said in a couple years or a couple weeks past, uh, WWE likes to do this thing where they'll set up a main event by putting tag team belts. It's just usually they lose the tag team belts before the event to put heat on the match. Instead uh, of actually, instead of uh, having uh, you know having double booked the wrestlers exactly. that same night, yeah. So so, but I mean, to have <sighs> seven teams, and I'm not gonna say seven top teams because let's not lie, uh, Hawkins and Ryder they had their moment, but they're not a top team. The B team, Lucha House Party, okay, these guys are kind of bottom shelf, but to have actual teams not shine in a match called tag team turmoil. It's a big miss. To have the Viking Raiders, War Machine, War Raiders, whatever the fuck you want to call them, not shine and get one win before going to a double DQ, which was a stupid fucking double DQ, where the ref was just like, hey guys, you can't hear me. I'm kicking you both out because I'm in the club. Fucking stupid. Um, to have them not like run the fucking gauntlet and you know, beat at least two more... It, it, no sense was made on that match. So... The thing with that is that, yes, now you have Rollins and Strowman having a second match to pay-per-view, which is fine for Rollins. He's shown that he can wrestle for an hour and 20 minutes and still be on top of his game. But Braun Strowman? Yes. <laughs> fucking big, beefy hoss man? Like, he can wrestle for, like, I'll, I'll give it to him. I've seen him in some uh, deep water matches, and he doesn't look blown up. Uh, good for him. But to have him potentially go for a 5, 10, maybe even 15-minute tag team match, and then a main event after that, you're asking a lot of a big dude. Uh, I don't care who you are, you're, you're asking a lot. So that you're, you're you're crippling your main event on the on the crux of this of this stupid story that you're trying to tell between them. But I mean, ultimately, the fact that they have two singles competitors on either side wrestling for the tag team titles on your main show is a big fucking problem. And that, I think, and, and, and I don't want to be that guy that keeps talking about how much I love AEW and how they're going to do things right. Because they have not even begun, let's be real, they have not even begun to kind of spin their wheels yet. So we don't know what they're going to be. But by all accounts, and by what we've seen, tag team wrestling over there is going to be fucking awesome. And, and, and if you guys know me and you guys know my love for wrestling, I love the like mid-card stuff. I love tag team wrestling, and I love the women's wrestling, like actual women's wrestling, not just TNA. So, like, to see WWE trash the women's division like it did after uh, Trish Stratus left, and to now see the state of the tag team division, especially after Triple H was rumored to have his hands in it very and, deeply. Sorry, and the women's tag team division, which they had built uh, up for so high, and then fucking just pull the pull the rug out from underneath us all. Go on. <laughs> they did. At least they're. I, but 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 at least with Bliss and Cross, they're doing something with it. They're 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 making defenses like every week. That I like. Did they have uh, a defense this week? No, because Nick Cross faced Bailey, which was a decent match. Okay, I was, uh, I was just wondering because, uh, again, I, I missed the Street Profits on the Hulu replay. I thought I might have missed that as well, so. Oh, they cut the Street Profits? Oh, Actually, so you know dumb. what? I think, I, think they cut out the, I think they cut out the Cross Bailey match as well, I think. Yeah, they cut a mm, lot that, of shit on Hulu. Hulu, get your shit together. Yeah, fuck fucking you, Hulu. Hulu. Not to mention the fact, too, that, and, uh, you know, uh, Beef, continue on after this, but one of my big problems is, and it's always been with, like, the whole, you know, 
this legend like The Rock comes back and wrestles this match. It's great to have a legend come back, and it's going to be a draw, especially if it's The Rock or Stone Cold or if Edge comes back for a match, whatever. You're going to have a draw on that because they're, they're popular. It's nostalgia and all that. But when you have Strowman and Rollins in a tag team title match and then also Strowman and Rollins in a universal title match, those are t- that's two matches right there. So that's taking up a spot that an established and a decent tag team could be in. So you're sucking up an extra spot with these two guys. Sure, they're top guys, but you know, uh, you're, taking, you're taking time away from other teams that could put on a hell of a show. And, and that's, you know, that's a problem that I have with it. WWE needs to get away from the idea that because people are popular, we want to see them all the time in every facet of the show, in every division, in everything. We don't. Roman Reigns. Put them. Mm-hmm. Put them where they belong. Put them where they belong. Put, keep them in the title scene, that title scene there, and focus on really being creative in, in that situation, in that incident with all those other people in that, 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 uh, that hunt for whatever title, whatever division, no matter what. That, I think, is what made, and Beef said about the MIG card back in the 90s and early 2000s, that's what made them interesting, is because they were kept isolated. And it made, it made that, it made that title, whether it be the uh, European belt, the hardcore belt, the intercontinental belt, whatever, it made it feel important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, exactly. and here's, and, and to uh, a, a little uh, quick, a, a little quick, I got to call beef out on this. And I brought it up in our chat, despite the fact, uh, despite the fact that she's a heel. What did we get from fucking Michael Cole? Damn. Yeah. So I knew it. I knew it. I freaking knew it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> so just just as sure shit last... as as Michael Cole will will call that all the time. Miss Blouse time. Fucking WWE will keep trying to force people down our throats just because they're popular. Stop it, both of you guys. One last point about the WWE. Stop it. Go on. Thank One you. last point about tag teams. Here's what's disappointing to me, is that you heard that the Revival were, like, milling around, seeing about getting new contracts, and all of a sudden you got they, they got the belt. And it's like, okay, maybe they got a contract. Maybe WWE's going to treat them different. Uh, nope. Wash, rinse, wash, rinse, repeat with the OC. Maybe, you know, hey, they got the titles. Maybe, nope, nope, they, they, they lost them to two singles, guys. So now my thought is this. What if the Revival signed new contracts? What if Gallows and Anderson signed new contracts? Like, we're going to be in for, you know, fucking four more years of this before they're able to go and actually compete for a decent tag team division. Yeah, but hey, speaking, of ti- or speaking of contracts, um, I can't remember if I'm making this up or if it's actually true, but did Ziggler ask for a release or... Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, and they he, said uh, no, right? The, yeah, the, the, the night after SummerSlam, like, he went to Vince reportedly, uh, allegedly, he went to Vince at SummerSlam and, like, shook his hand and said, hey, you know, I, I appreciate you letting me out of my contract. And he was just going to go and, you know, quote-unquote work on other projects. And Vince said to him, he said, actually, Dolph, we're not going to be able to let you set out the rest of your contract. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, here's, here's a question I have, um, and maybe... Maybe uh, Putin beef more specifically. 
Uh, well, well, because I know they. No, no offense to the no offense to ransom, but I but I know that they hit the uh, I know that they hit up the dirt sheets a little bit more frequently. That's so, true. so, uh, so no no offense to ransom, uh, but if you know is please let me know. Where do you go to find besides the actual besides the quote unquote dirt sheets? Where can you go and find like information like since they are a publicly traded company? Would you be able to see like people's contracts and stuff like that, like like how long they have left or no? I mean, like, think, theoretically, but there's you would a think. lot. This is, this could be published somewhere. There's there's a lot of just because they're a publicly traded company. Yes, they have to disclose that stuff, but that doesn't mean it's easily findable. You know what I mean? Okay, that that's so, what I was getting at. Is like how hard is it to find that shit? Because because somebody's got to know about it because you get you get the dirt sheets reporting about it. So how the fuck do they find out? You know, they just have the inside uh, the inside. No, you know what? Like every every fucking dirt sheet reporter, fucking Ryan Satine, fucking Dave Meltzer, they all got this guy who they know on the inside or they're their informants and they're all full of bullshit. I think it's all conjecture. The only guy who I really trusted was that guy on Twitter, or no, the, the guy on Reddit, uh, Dolphins1972 or whatever, that would, like, sit there Sounds and legit. spoil paper. No, he, he would sit there and spoil pay-per-views on Reddit before they'd, like, an hour before they'd go live. And for about two or three years solid, he was, like, 98% correct. Only started at the tail end of it being wrong because allegedly he said that Vince was or that somebody was onto his mole and they were throwing they they were, they were throwing a red herrings just to be a dick. Hmm. Interesting. I, but yeah, I mean dirt sheet dirt dirt sheet guys, I mean, say what you will, like they've these guys have made a career of it. They've made a fucking pantheon of it. Guys like Meltzer and um like I said Ryan. Uncle and, Dave. But there are there are some guys though that that do work for quote unquote dirt sheets and magazines that are totally legit, like Bill Apter. Yeah, you know, I mean, so they're so, out there, but most of them are like, like you said, Uncle I mean, there's Shagger reporting. Dave. There's there's reporting on what's happening, and then there is like conjecture, like saying speculation that something might be happening. And I think that we in the wrestling world, uh, I'm sorry, that we observers of the wrestling oh, world, oh, oh, careful uh, there. Yeah, it's a know, slippery right? slope, my friend. That's straight better be careful. Bridge, but... Matthew Jackson's gonna come after you. Oh, fuck, fuck you in your fuck ass! That. I'm worried about somewhere, somewhere down the line, uh, Casanova Cato hearing this and hearing the, me say the words "we're in the wrestling world" and taking a fucking shot from Cato. That's oh, the last thing he's gonna do. It. Hey, you know, no, no, so, you, you ought to be worried for uh, Minora Suzuki or whatever hiding under your bed and fucking that too. <laughs> but um, uh, oh fuck, what was oh, the, 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 it's we. And, and I think as a, as a society, this is kind of like a meta point. We're so quick to just soak up and believe everything that we read online and say, oh, well, you know, this happened. And I think that that's how a lot of this wrestling, you know, kind of bullshit conjecture gets started is that, you know, maybe there's a sniff of something like that somewhere and somebody gets a hold of it and it just goes through the fucking media cycles and everybody gets all amped up about it. And then it turns out to be fucking nothing. Speaking so, of things going through a media cycle... Uh, sorry, Tom. I'm stealing your gimmick. Um, uh, uh, I didn't mean a, to. But uh, no, 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 so it's okay. Hey, I can't be the I can't be the only one that has good transitions. Otherwise, this podcast would suffer. So you uh, know, I'll step oh, it up. Th look at this guy being wholesome. Love you, Tom. <laughs> uh, the only one out of all, all of us heathens. 
Um, so somebody's got to bring it up, man. So, <laughs> so via prowrestlingsheet.com and many, 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 many other news outlets online, and you've probably seen um, the Golden One Center in Sacramento, who is going to be hosting Hell in a Cell, uh, announced. They said, "Get ready." Uh, via Twitter, they tweeted, "Get ready, WWE fans." The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, challenges Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman to a Hell in a Cell match. So The Fiend supposedly is booked for a Hell in a Cell match. And again, depending on the outcome, Seth Rollins, it's uh, yeah. it's it's going to be for the Universal title. Now, let me ask you this question. This isn't going to be sitting here, you know, uh, sucking off The Fiend or anything like that. This is going to be... Oh, um, man. This is going to be... Uh, wait till your transition's over. The, uh, the, uh, the wow. I'm sorry. Beef. Oh, you were nailing Tom Hart. You know what? Hey, listen, when I, whenever when he are, sat there and he called in, something about a I, paper belt, shut your mouth. Anyway, hey, the, when, uh, I get, when I get your shirt in, I'm burning it. Oh, okay. Oh. Go, go ahead. I expect a full refund and also go a ahead. kiss on the cheek after your transition. The, um, what? Uh, I, so, I don't know what you're talking my, about. You never gave me money. I certainly oh. did. So, uh, anyway, um, not for things that. Anyway, so oh. the fiend Shh. here. Don't make your advocate jealous. The fiend. <laughs> the fiend is <laughs> speaking of kayfabe break. Jeez. Um, so the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so far off the rails. So far. This is, this is, you know what? You know what? Beef. Uh, did bump set us at the beginning and said this might be our best episode? I might agree. The you um, might. Uh, no. So here's my question to you guys. Um, so wait, let me pull a ransom. Fiend, what are we talking about again? The, <laughs> yeah, right. What are we? What are we doing? The fiend, <laughs> the fiend <laughs> being in this match, oh, 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 supposedly oh. for the universal title. Okay, we can we can kind of look ahead to that. What he has to win, right? I'm against like, it. I am against him appearing. <coughs> I am against him being in Hell in a Cell. I am against him being in the main event. I'm against him. It's way too fucking soon. I agree. When, when is agree, Hell in a Cell again? October. October. Mm. And that, but yeah. that's that's the point. Is like it's so soon. I would save that situation personally for the Rumble. Yeah. Not even sur when, when Survivor Series. November. No, I mean, but but that's that's the thing. Earliest, I would save it for the Rumble. Mania would be better, but like that's the thing is like it, this match happens if it's for the belt. <clears throat> the only way that they could get out of this and have Bray Wyatt lose is if they have Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt come out and lose. Yeah, that's Bray the Wyatt, only the way. Demon Fiend. Or, that is or. Or if the demon beats him, at which point you're stealing Brace Thunder, and yes, you're giving it to the demon, which would be great, but like I said two weeks ago or whatever, I don't want that match to happen for a while. Like, here's the mm. thing. WWE has caught lightning in a bottle with The Fiend, and they know it. He's all over the place, man. Like, people love it. They know. They're like, hey, we're doing something right. We have to capitalize on this. And this is but the exact problem. With too it. soon. They say, okay, you know what? We're, we're, we're doing it well. We need to keep that bread baking until it's ready to be a nice fluffy loaf of bread. Or else you're going to get a fucking bread pudding in the middle of the fucking ring. But the, I but, love your but analogy. The, <laughs> but the, yeah, right? Well, but the, I'm a fat so, guy. I love food. What do you the, want from me? The, the, <laughs> issue, the issue here is... 
that WWE, they are doing currently a good job at protecting the Fiend. However, you know how quickly they're ready to just pull the trigger on all these things because they're like, oh, we can make all the money in the world. We can make all the money. Even though they're uh -huh. making all the money in the world off the Fiend now. You know yep. what I mean? They want to pull the trigger and throw every belt on him and do all these things. But then the problem is you have to, at this point, well, let's postulate and we'll, we'll say that the Fiend wins the universal title at, <laughs> at, at uh, Hell in a Cell. Here's what happens. Okay? This is another under... One of two things. Either it's an underdog story for, for uh, Seth Rollins. Okay? It's an underdog story for Seth Rollins. And it's it's in the chase for him. And he chases him down. And he takes it back at Mania. The Fiend loses on Mania. Or, here's no. the other thing. The Fiend gets the belt at Hell in a Cell. And then he gets to Mania, faces Bork Laser again, and oh, loses it to oh. Bork Laser. Here's the third and best scenario. Fiend wins it at Hell in a Cell and hangs on to it for a long fucking time. I'm talking till the following SummerSlam. I'm talking till the following Survivor Series. Hell, make it an entire year. Year plus yeah, I, mania. Why? Why so soon though? I don't because I don't, I don't they think that that's that. going to make them more money, and it won't. Uh, because of all the tweets, man. Here's the thing. You, Twitter, can you Twitter's imagine on fire. How... Facebook's on fire. Everybody loves it. So Vince is like, "Well, we got to hit it right now." Could you well, imagine how great it would be? And this is fantasy booking 101. Here we go again. But I mean, just imagine the pop if you don't see. Uh, so the fiend doesn't have a title match. Between now and Mania. Maybe he has a match. You know, here and there against somebody. I don't care who. But he beats him every single time. He wins. However many times he wrestles between now and then. How amazing would it be if, come Royal Rumble time, there's no mention of The Fiend. He doesn't have a match at, at the Rumble. He's not announced at the Rumble. He's not one of those competitors that, you know, you already know is going to be in the Rumble. You go 1 through 30. In the Royal Rumble. And that counter starts again. Except it's it's like a fiend type counter. It's not the normal WWE counter for every other wrestler that comes into the Rumble. You have your own specialized fiend counter that shows up after number 30. It counts down. The stupid buzzer goes off. Or maybe even it's, you know, like the, the Bray Wyatt, you know, screen. It's like a clown whatever. horn. Yeah, at the, at the freaking end of that oh countdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> freaking The Fiend comes out as number 31, wins the Rumble, goes on to Mania, and wins the title against it doesn't matter who. It could be a fucking Kurt Hawkins. It doesn't matter who he wins oh. the title from at, 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 Royal, at the Mania. Listen, but if he whoa, comes whoa, whoa. out as 31, surprise entrant, he's The Fiend. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Motherfucker! Okay. Wins the title at, at Mania, man! How much? How crazy, amazing would that be? Rick. But you're going to blow your load so far before that, and have him either win the title at Hell in a Cell, which is far too soon, or he takes a loss at Hell. In a you can't even have a disqualification. The Fiend can't go too far in a, in a Hell in a Cell to even be disqualified to save the point. character. You can't That's get disqualified. Point. No, you here, can't. Here's Listen, you Either need way, to stop. Garbage. You need to stop this fantasy booking because I can only get so hard. Okay, Gross. Like, <laughs> but go on. Like, 
But go on, I'm intrigued. Yeah, but go on. <laughs> I'm intrigued at your hardness. Oh. <laughs> your words, not mine. Okay, fake break. <laughs> um, what just happened anyways? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that was something I just wanted to bring up that it's like I'm part of me like the 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 you know, trigger happy like fan is going, "Hell yes. I want to see this. I want the fiend to have the belt. I want him to carry that blah 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 blah." blah. But the problem is if he wins the belt, you know, you know. You know that it's going to set up for a loss at Mania. Against, the, against the demon. Hold on. Here, here's too one thing soon real quick. again. Again, too Dude. soon. And why do they keep hot potato in this stupid championship? Yeah. Um, here's here's my thing. Uh, besides all that, and I agree, I agree with this stuff that is it'd be way too soon to put the title on Bray at Hell in a Cell. Uh, but even still, even if he is in the match, um, you know, regardless of who he's against and putting the title on him, it kind of almost makes it number one almost too predictable that it would have to be Seth because it's. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't want to take anything away from The Fiend, but what do you see as a more realistic match for The Fiend? The Fiend versus Rollins or The Fiend versus Braun? Actually, Tom, to that point, and I haven't read up on it a lot, but apparently Bray and Braun are kind of kind of setting up a couple seeds here for... Uh, okay. or apparently WWE is laying some seeds for Bray versus Braun, which would actually be a smart matchup, Fiend versus Strowman. Not okay. for nothing. Go on. Okay, well, here, here's my point, though. The the reason why, the reason why at least in the title it wouldn't work, if Braun say here here's the here's the two scenarios, one Seth retains at Night of the Clash of the Champions, and keeps the Universal Title, and say he does go on to face Bray, it makes it way too damn predictable and expectable and expected that that the Fiend is gonna dominate Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah, Seth is the Beast Slayer. But the fiend is not a beast. He's a fucking abomination, and he is the unholy, just fucking incarnate of everything the beast incarnate wishes it could be. Number two, uh, if Braun goes over at Night of the Clash of the Champions and wins the Universal Title, now you have him lose to the fiend at the next pay per view. That deflates all of Braun's momentum that you've been trying to build him up yeah. as your as the as the champion as a main event guy i mean yeah he's he's still a main event kind of player but that just that just cuts the sale that just you know takes the wind right out of his sails so yeah you may be helping out the fiend but now you're fucking really hurting brawn so i don't know i don't it, think it, anybody it, it, I don't to your point it does it to both because if you right i i don't like i don't like any of these scenarios that could legitimately happen, you know, minus my fantasy booking. I, I don't like any of them because if you have Seth versus uh, Fiend, it's it's too soon for the Fiend to lose, and right. and then you know now what is it, it's too soon for the Fiend to win because you know he's not going to retain at Mania. He's probably going to well, lose at this. And too soon, if you have too hold on, if if you have Strowman go over Rollins and take the title, another fucking hot potato. You're going to deflate both sales. If you're trying to build Braun Strowman up as this unstoppable monster, not, you know, fiend level, but like he's supposed to be this big house, a brick house of a monster, and then he loses the fiend, that takes all the wind out of his sails. If I you don't... have him beat the fiend, well, it takes all the wind out of the, of the fiend's sails. I, I, don't I, like any, I don't like any of it. I don't think that anybody can be hurt by losing to the fiend at this juncture. 
I really don't. I don't think anybody you, can seriously. They've they've put a lot of work into Seth Rollins into making him because he's beat Brock Lesnar twice this year. He beat Brock Lesnar twice, and you could argue two clean victories. They've put a, like Seth. I, honestly, Seth probably needs a good long title reign, and I don't. You know, I'm I'm with Ransom. I don't like it. Here's here's my perfect scenario, is that the Fiend comes. Is that somehow Strowman meets Strowman beats Rollins. The Fiend beats Strowman because I don't think Strowman gets hurt by the Vic, by, by the loss of the Fiend, and then the next night Firefly Firefly Funhouse Bray comes out and relinquishes the title that talks about how he's a um, reformed man and how he's learned that violence isn't the answer and you know sharing and blah 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 all this like namby pamby happy bullshit that the Firefly Funhouse is all about. I think that's best case scenario if he were to win right now. How great would it be? If Hell in the Cell comes down, Seth comes out first, Fiend, music hits, it goes dark and everything. Instead of having his whole big entrance, he appears in the ring, laying down. Still. Bell rings, he's laying there. Just hear me out on this. Seth, not moving. Seth goes up, like, kind of toe kicks him a little bit. You know, just being like, what the fuck? And he... Covers him. One, two, three. And then the fiend sits up. And, like, Seth is, like, kneeling on the ground. Like, you know, after the pin, like, what the fuck was that? The fiend gets up, gets right in his face, and just gets nose to nose with him. Rollins look like looks like he just dropped a deuce. Like, 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 goes white. Scared. And then the lights go down. You hear the laugh. The fiend disappears. He, he's gone, and Seth is left there, shit pants in the middle of the ring, confused. That would be great, except for the fact that you're you're burning your main event, not to mention the universal title event. Like you've just burned that event. It. That's one. On yeah, that's like one. It's, right. Whatever. It's just burned. I would be. That's okay. If, have Have Firefly if, Funhouse Bray come out and and explain it the following night. I don't know. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, that could that could be a thing. Do you think that in your wildest imagination that they would ever pull something like, you know, they actually have a match between the two. It's a legit Hell in a Cell match. It's a full-length match. But at the end of the match, whenever The Fiend has Rollins down, he gives him the mandible claw or, you know, whatever his finishing move is these days. Yeah, that's, he gets that's him down he's in. Right to when you think he's going to get the pin, the, you know, maybe even the ref counts to two. The Fiend just stands up, does like the little head tilt, looks at Rollins, lights go out, you hear the laugh, lights come back up, and he's gone. So neither or one of them if... lose, but you still get to have that full-length match. Mm. Or, mm. or what if The Fiend and Bray Wyatt's like inner like war is happening that causes The Fiend to lose? Like what if like the, the reformed Bray Wyatt somehow manages to like claw his way out of The Fiend I, and, and, you know, honestly, it's way too soon for that, too. But, I mean, at least it would be an excuse to not put the title on him right away. I don't know. I at think, least you're going to protect think, that character that way. You protect the, well, I, you protect yes. the Fiend I, character I, that way. I was going to say, I think when the Fiend <laughs> eventually loses, I think that's the best case scenario for him to lose is going just like that from wrestling with inner Bray and the just the 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 mental instability. And it just creates the confusion and fucking, you know. He can't help it. He, can, he's not in control. So, can I ask you guys a question? 
Yes. yes. All right. Can I have my swan song and then we go into hot tag trivia? Because I have a uh, good swan song yeah. off this. Oh, and yeah. uh, after yeah. hot tag trivia, are we uh, then just going to roll right into predictions? Because I don't. Do, uh, do we have any? Oh, we we're doing the picks do. tonight. I thought we were yeah, doing we gotta them do on the live thing. Yeah, for. For well, we got to do... do the picks today. All right. Well, we'll not. There aren't too many matches. We'll knock them out. Okay. No, they're five. So my my swan song will be really quick. It just popped into my head. So here's my swan song. Your poot the bard swan song. Okay. The fact that we can have conversations like we just had about what they're going to do with the fiend in this po this probable hell in the cell match, which you know, card subject to change. The fact that we can have the discussion we had, and you know, to a lesser extent, the discussions we had earlier in this episode, I think is very, very good because it means that the 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 wrestling world, WWE, uh, all of the you know, like all those, like. WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, like all these places, but especially WWE, we can have these conversations because that means that there is, it's it's somewhat intriguing and somewhat compelling. And understanding we've we've touted the Fiend angle and Bray Wyatt as completely compelling and the most compelling thing they've done in a long time. But all the other things we talked about as well, the good and the bad and the ugly, it's good that we can have these conversations. Like, I think it is. I think that means that there is progress and that it's interesting again. That's my swan song. I 100% agree. So, because, you know, you're having, you're having, you know, you're having fun conversations about wrestling. And there, I think there was a time when you really <laughs> couldn't. You really couldn't have fun, what if conversations about wrestling, especially WWE. Podcast, like so you're 110% right. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> No man, during during the Cena years, Ransom makes a great point. Uh, like yeah. things things are pretty bleak. Uh, I mean, great 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 things were happening on SmackDown where some new talent was emerging, but on Raw, it was all Cena all the time for a long time. So Yuck. things are pretty. And bleak then it was Reigns all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Meets the beard dog. Oh, oh, there it I is. had to. All right. I so, to. So I just, the, uh, I want, I, my goal shows? my goal is to get Ransom to have a stroke on the podcast. No. Sorry, no fan. <laughs> That's why I don't watch Raw because you're gonna hear it's the big dog and it's boss time, and then I start to face droop. <laughs> it's over. By God. Anyways, oh. all right. So what's the order for hot tag trivia? I don't know. Someone said I'd they like had something for me, right? I I got something for beef. I'd like to ask Poot. All right, I will ask. Uh, I will ask Tom. Okay, so and then what? To beef, me. me to beef, beef to ransom, ransom to Poot. Nailed it. Cool. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and kick it off. Yeah. If you don't mind. Okay. Go for this it. So, here we go. So uh, this weekend is da, 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 AEW All Out. And this question, this question it does pertain to an AEW talent. So, um, so as we know, Chris Jericho, who's in AEW, has a, has a pretty awesome podcast. You know, I'd say he's on par with ours. Whatever, you know. This um, question's about Marco Stunt. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. He's not, he's actually, actually, close. This question is about David Arquette. Oh. Uh, he, oh, was, okay. uh, he was uh, He was. on an episode of uh, Chris Jericho's podcast not long ago, and he talked about his comeback to wrestling, and he talked about a particular AEW star who was, uh, who was helping him 
quite a bit in his training on his road to uh, get back into the wrestling world. Give me that name of that AEW talent that uh, David Arquette attributes to his comeback into the wrestling. That's not fair. You guys know that I fucking hate podcasts. Um... Then you're fired. <laughs> oh, that was, especially this that was, one. Yeah, that was yeah, right. That was not met with like anything but like crickets, and I was like, oh, oh no, I've I've killed yeah, the you, joke. You um, flopped, flopped it. Flare um, flopped. floppy beef. to the death helping, of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> who's been helping our cat? I, I, you know, I mean, obviously the trendy pick is Kenny Omega since he's uh, widely regarded as the best wrestler in the world, but I don't, I don't think so. Um. I bet you it's one of the Jacksons. Tito, awesome call. I, uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta pick if after his. You know what? Let me go off the radar here. I'm going to say Adam Page. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh, Ransom, you, you want to hazard a guess? Awesome call. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Who? <laughs> 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 um, uh, Jungle Boy. Well, you're all wrong, but it is Ransom's other favorite uh, AEW wrestler. Oh. Peter Avalon, the librarian. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Destined for failure. Yeah. And Peter Avalon's supposedly really good in the ring, too. He honestly, he was with the, that match he had with Sonny Kiss at uh, what what fucking show was it? Uh, what one did Fight I actually watch? No, wait. Did, was it Fight for the Fallen? Did I watch yeah, that? Yeah, but that was because I I I I didn't watch pretty sure for that one. Okay, but yeah, it was actually it was actually a, a good in ring match. Peter Avalon is 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 good in the ring, uh, so kudos to him. All right, Poot or no Ransom? Ransom is who I'm asking. Oh. All right, no, this is you're a guy who likes to watch the WWE Network like eating your dinners, so you may actually get this oh, with okay. little problem. So the shield is a big deal. Uh, obviously, all three guys from that are pretty big stars. Uh, the Wyatt family are equally as big, I think, uh, with the Fiend and Rowan on SmackDown and Luke Harper. Uh, you know, if he would ever fucking wrestle again, he's a pretty fucking big deal too. <laughs> so both of those three man conglomerates burst onto the scene with a lot of fire and what have you, and uh, really looked like they were destined to be the, the, the next generation, and that could still be. That being said, at one event, both of those three-man tandems had handicap matches against one person. I want you, And it was at the exact same event. I want you to tell me what event, what year, who their opponents were, and the outcome of the match. I have no idea. Um... I'm, I'm not even going to hazard a guess at year or event. No idea. Um, as far as the person, it was the same person? No, there was two two mm. different singles wrestlers. So the Shield versus X and the Wyatt Family versus X, but it happened at the same event. No. I, event and year, no idea. Uh, I'm going to hazard a guess, and this is my best guess from what I can remember. And it's probably dead wrong. I'm going to say that the Wyatts faced Daniel Bryan and the Shield faced John Cena. Anybody want to help him out? Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm with you on the Wyatt family one, uh, but with Daniel Bryan, I'm going to say the Shield 
the shield versus like Ryback? Or no? No. You're close. That, that's I? not right, but you're close. Oh, oh, uh, oh, no. oh fuck. I, I had uh, it. Dude, not, not uh, uh, Braun Strowman. CM Punk. It was CM Punk. Yeah! So, at TLC 2013, we saw two three-on-one hand, uh, handicap matches. Uh, CM Punk defeated The Shield in a three-on-one handicap match. And uh, the Wyatt family defeated Daniel Bryan in a three-on-one handicap match. And you know the only reason after I said Ryback and then you said you're close, I, how I remembered it was Punk? Because uh, I remember that Punk and Ryback were having their match, and that's when the Shield got introduced. And I remember now that you now that we're saying it was Punk, I remember him talking about that before about how he hated the fact that he's like, well, they were telling him with the, with the booking, they were like, okay, well, you're going over, but you got to make him look strong. You got to make Roman look strong. It's like, you know what would make me make them look really strong if they fucking beat me? How about that? Yep. Yep. I remember that now. So, all right. Good question. All right, Ransom, put me out of my misery. All right. Ready? Yerp. I want the name of the longest reigning chooser weight champion. You fucking asshole. I knew that was coming. That'd be me. That'd be Poot the Bard, baby. That would be Poot the Bard. Look at the advocate. Look at me. Man, what a fucking oh, man, that. That, I'm telling you, I, I am the best friggin' you, advocate. You really stretched me on that one, but I appreciate you challenging your champion. That's right. You know what? I gotta give you a legit challenge to make you look like a strong champ. I appreciate that. All right, but the actual real question. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's Who's no... the shortest reigning chooserweight champion? <laughs> uh, well, that would be me, I think. Nope. No. Nope. Beef the legend one day. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or as I call it, the prototype champion. Oh. Okay, yep. so um, real question here. Uh, everybody is familiar with the Four Horsemen. It's a legendary stable, probably the, the biggest name stable of, of all stables. Yep. So this is, a, in, in typical Ransom fashion, this is a two-parter. Okay. I want you to name for me the original Four Horsemen. And then I want you to name the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 other wrestlers who were also at different times part of the Four Horsemen stable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. So give me the original Four Horsemen stable. All right. I think the original ones were Ric Flair, Ole and Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. And yeah, there's there's one more in there. Uh, Ransom, can I give him a hint? Can't forget no. that. No. Um, okay. Oh, uh, it was a manager, wasn't there? Wasn't it a yes. manager? Yep. Wasn't it? Um, uh, Dylan. Dylan. What's the first name? Oh. Can I help him? J- um, JJ. JJ. JJ Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Are are we counting that? Yes, we are. Okay. Now, you've got, let's see, how many did I say? 1, 2, 3, 4, 11. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 other members who were at various times members of the Four Horsemen. Uh, okay. Not like associated members. These were well, actual members okay. of the stable. Steve Mongo McMichael, 
Chris Benoit, uh, uh, Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the WCW ones whenever I was at, when I actually would watch WCW. Um, it's weird that McMichael was the first one jumped into my head. I yeah, just right? uh, yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's three. Um, wasn't I've heard Mr. of every single one of these except for one. Wasn't Mr. Perfect in there? Kurt Henning? Yep. Wow, I didn't remember that one. Yep. He There's turned his back I'm... on the horseman to join the Luger, NWO. Luger was one. Luger was mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure was. Um. Wow. For not being a WCW guy, Poot's pulling some of these ones well, out of his uh, ass that like, I, so, I, that he's I don't He's more remember. of a WCW guy. He'll, he'll let you know. I like. Okay. Well, it's one of those things I never really got into a crazy amount of them. Like, okay. like I, I would watch it because I really liked Juventud Guerrera. And not gonna lie, I the juice. Dis, Disco Inferno. I like Disco yeah. man. Oh, yeah. he was yeah. fun. Disco Fever. Um, I love Disco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sid. <laughs> Sid was one. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I do because I remember he looked doofy as fuck standing there with the four fingers up. I, I saw a picture of him. Um, he just looks doofy as fuck in general. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also true. Yes. Please, please don't kill us. Did please I? Don't kill us. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett wasn't he in? Wasn't he one for oh, a couple of coffee? Oh, he sure was. He sure was. Ninety-seven. Wow, slap nuts. I. Ah. Uh. There, there's one that's sticking out on my head right now. Uh, oh, Sting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, he it, looked. Though. It was after a match. There was a picture I saw. You know, like all the old pictures back in the day that like had the heavy flash, and like yeah. it was after a match, and his face paint was worn off, and he was like, he looked like he just got like hit in the face with a two by four, and he was like four. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, jeez. How many is that? Eight. That's, that's eight. eight, and that's that's all the ones I got, man. I I, I got I got I got one floating around. If you want to quote unquote hot tag me in for a second, I'm trying. Calm down, you. Um, <laughs> I was just going for the pun. <laughs> was it? No cheating. Was one of the blackjacks? No cheating. Oh, ew. Was Austin one of them? Steve Austin? No. Okay. Um. Saturn so wasn't. Eight. Eddie wasn't. Um. Um. Uh, Rotunda. You making that an official guess or no? Um, I'll give you. I'll give you one more wrong guess until you're until. All right. Until you're out. Who who Who's else? Who's clicking that been? mouse? Not me. I hear mouse clicking. That was that was a pen. Sorry. You are the worst fidgeter. Try, yeah, he is. I know, right? I'm glad he's not fidgeting with the mute button anymore. Um, oh. I said Luger. Barry Windham? Yes. One of the blackjacks? Yeah, one of the blackjacks. 
I, dude, Rudolph. honestly, I, I don't know. I, I like that one was a stretch for me. I'm going to go with Mike Rotunda and, um, uh, um, I, I, this one's stupid. I know it's not right. Kevin Nash. No and no. Okay. Anybody want to hazard a guess on the two that he's missing? That you you got to take this one, Beef, because Barry Windham I remembered off the top of my head for some reason. Um, and that's the one I was like chomping at the bit at uh, for uh, for helping you out. But uh, afterwards, I wasn't flying Brian Pillman a member. Ooh. Yes, he was. That's right, yeah. son of a also, bitch. There's one more. And this last one is the one that I've never heard of before. I'm sure you guys have, but I, I'm I gonna, cannot I, picture this guy. I want to. I want to look it up because I'm. I'm. I've already gotten it wrong. Hold on, Beef. You want to hazard a guess on this last guy? Never heard of him. So he's got to be maybe somebody foreign. That's what I was thinking. Maybe think a Japanese. So? But, but but I was gonna say I, I, can, oh I can't. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? One. You know this you guy? Know, no, no, me, no. I I've heard the name. But but it was he was a member for eight months. Eight months. Can I throw it out there, advocate? I want to give it away. Yeah, I ain't getting it. All I right. ain't, I ain't getting it. You want me to? You want me to give it? No, I got it. All right, go. Paul Roma. Oh yeah, okay. really? So I, I missed. I've heard, I've heard of Paul. Roma. I missed. I missed Pillman and I missed Roma. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, associated job on getting all those guys. Associated yeah. members, War, Mach War Machine. Oh, the oh, uh, Ray Ray uh, Trailer. War Machine, Hero uh, Matsuda, Kendall Matsuda. Wyndham. That was the the Wyndham. The uh, not the other Blackjack, but the, um, uh, Butch Reed. Who else? Michael Hayes. Wow. And David Flair. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Tiger. Uppercut. Okay. You ready? So we as ready as I can be. We've been we've been super hyped <laughs> on Bray Wyatt, not just the fiend, but Bray Wyatt in his entirety. Um, and um, we know the man has come from quite the wrestling lineage. What with you know uh, Mike Rotunda being his dad, and you know Barry Windham's his uncle, Kendall Windham's his uncle as well. Blackjack yeah. Mulligan, his grandfather, and uh, of course Bo Dallas. I really hope they do something with Bo and uh, the Fiend. That'd be great if he started. I've always wanted them to. If he started, Even when he... if he started yeah, was... building, his, <laughs> if he started building his army, that'd be great. Okay, this so, question's about Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Okay. Here's <laughs> no. Here's the question. Um, Bray Wyatt. When he first debuted in FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, oh in 2009, what was his ring name? And for a bonus, if you could give me three of his other ring names, I would be impressed. I don't know his other ring names, but his first, uh, his in-ring debut name was Husky Harris, hence Huskus the Pig in Firefly Funhouse. Oh, you know what? I'll tack that on to one of the extra names that he had. That's not right. Really? No. Really? No. Huh. Okay. That I was his I... NXT name, right? That was his, he was in. That, no, that was well. That was or, his uh, Nexus name. The Nexus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was right. his Nexus name. Wow. Okay. Then I. Wow. Can you? Right, get, well, okay. So that's one. So give me two of his other ones. 
Not including Bray us- Wyatt. Or The Fiend. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know. Okay. You, uh, anyone else? Anyone want to hazard a guess? Oscar Harris almost, was the only one I knew. I, I would almost bet that he has something like from Dan Spivey or based upon Dan Spivey's name, but I don't know it, so I have no idea. Okay, did, when, he, did he wrestle wait. under a rotunda or a Wyndham name? Wait. Yes, I think he did. I but thought he, there maybe was, he did. There was a time after Husky Harris that he was called back and he was wearing this god-awful goofy mask. Yep. Like, similar to what Kane was wearing. And they had a name for him then, and it wasn't Husky Harris and it wasn't Bray Wyatt. It was something stupid like something the Mauler or something the Murderer or something. <sighs> and Manson the Mauler. I am going off of the Wikipedia, so. Okay. I uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna kick myself once you say it. But yeah, go ahead. All right. So his debut name in FCW was Alex Rotundo. Mm-hmm. That was his debut name was Alex Rotundo. Um, he then changed his name to Duke Rotundo. Um, uh, right. So here are all his ring names that are listed on the Wikipedia. Again, I'm going off of just Wikipedia here. Husky Harris, Axel Mulligan. Okay. Wyndham Rotunda, Alex Rotundo, (laughs) Duke Rotundo, Levi Wyatt, and then Bray Wyatt. Hmm. Did you say Wyndham Rotunda? Wyndham Rotunda, because that's his nice. legit yep. shoot name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Well, well, uh, that's uh, since I blustered uh, blustered my hot tag trivia question, I will transition into a much grander thing: the prediction. Oh, ladies. Ah. <laughs> I was, uh, and a Bernie Near shirt as well. <laughs> Beef's going to be the only one that gets a fucking shirt. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yep. Stupid ass Beef. I'm going to burn and his if shirt you, while he's if... wearing it. Yep. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said I'm going to burn his shirt while he's wearing it. <laughs> Fair enough. You do what you want after he gets it. I don't care. Take that, um, Beef the cane. All right. So, cane Tiger Bomb Tom's prediction corner here. Uh, so, we got NXT... UK takeover Cardiff. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of go down the card. There's only, like we said, there's only five matches, and I don't think any other ones got announced today, did they? No. So Sorrow's probably gonna have a match, but that's a question mark. It, it might actually be, um, oh, what the hell, Baby Balor. Baby Balor had a thing backstage oh, where he was uh, talking about, about him. Jordan Devlin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the Irish Ace. Uh, he was talking about how he did almost in the sidelines, or whatever. He actually faced Finn Balor at the first NXT uh, take, uh, UK TakeOver, so it wouldn't surprise me if he Bull. faced Cesaro, um, but we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm still hoping that Cesaro faces Ono, or like Cesaro and Ono have like a tag team match as the Kings of Wrestling. That would be awesome, but go on. Is there um, a pre-show to this? Not no. that I'm aware of. Okay. Do they have pre-shows for NXT usually or not? They're just talking just, ones. They're not yeah. matches. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I, and I think they're only an hour, not two hours generally, right? Right. Okay, so there's that. So we, we don't care. Fuck all, be all to that. Um, uh, I'm gonna, just going to start off with uh, the bottom of the card or what I feel is the bottom of the card and work our way up to the championship match. Um, and I'm going to go down the line. I'm going to start, you know, with one person, uh, you know, whether whoever it be, and 
we'll, I'm going to kind of, you know, stagger the order here. So it's kind of all fair of who goes first and who doesn't. So I'm um, going to kick it off here. Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call Travis Banks on this one. Uh, he's the face. So uh, I feel Noam Dar can eat a pin. No problem. He's a smarmy heel and fuck him. So Travis Banks for the win on that one for me. Hmm. Um, Poot, what you got? I'm going to go with Banks as well, uh, simply for the fact that Noam Dar kept uh, getting one over on him over and over and over and over. It just makes sense that the face kind of, it, it pays off the feud. Poot, not to, not, not to take it away, but I don't think you're, th- you're, you're thinking of um, the lucky in um, Kyle Williams. I don't think him and the Buzzsaw have had a match or have had too much of a feud. Yes, Star has been over on Williams, but not on Banks, I don't think. Just, just well, a, it, regardless, regardless, it will pay off the feud because even if Banks, like, they're not going to have, they're gonna, they want to keep the Buzzsaw looking strong. Right. They want to keep him looking strong. He's basically a proxy to wrap up the feud. Like, Noam Dar needs to get his, and he's going to get his. Beef, who you got in this? Uh, I I think honestly you're right, Poot. I think that Banks is a stand-in, a prox, uh, proxy for Kyle Williams. It should it should have been Kyle Williams, given their feud that they've had. Uh, and and I, it's it's been a couple weeks since I've seen it, but I mean they were actually doing a pretty good job with the build. So it's weird that they have the Kiwi Buzzsaw standing in. But that being said, I'm a huge fan of the Kiwi Buzzsaw, so I'm I I, I am not only picking Travis Banks, but I'm rooting for him. Okay, Ransom. I have no idea who either one of these two guys is, so I'm going to say Banks. All right. The the good banks, the not Sasha one. Ah, disagree. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> she's the worst. Well, next to Goldberg, she's the worst. Horse Goldberg face. is always the worst. Even though if I scream it that beef's the worst, Goldberg's still worse than the worst. Yeah, Sasha's right there though. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the next one we got is Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey in a last man standing match. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand this one over to Ransom to kick it off. <laughs> I have no idea who either one of these two are either. Uh, what are uh, names again? Dave, Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey is one of the members of Gallus, if that means anything to you. There you go. He's the me- he's the leader of Gallus. Uh, he's also the one that faced off against Pete Dunne in the first uh, Blackpool takeover for the NXT UK Championship and lost to Pete Dunne. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to call that guy. Joe Coffey? Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Mastiff on this one. I don't really have a good explanation. I just got a gut feeling. So, uh, Poot, who you got? It, it it seems like to me coffee really could use the rub because I think that he is going to be one of the legit contenders to take that belt off of Walter. Um either I, I mean Mastiff could too, but Mastiff's not as over as 
as Joe Coffee is. Joe, like the rest of Gallus is great, but Joe Coffee is just amazing. Um, I'm gonna go with Coffee on this one. Okay, Beef, who you got? Um, I mean Mastiff's a big dude, and I was excited to see Mastiff wrestle for the first time, and I was sorely disappointed. Um, he's a big dude that can't. And I mean, it's only probably because I've been spoiled by guys like Killian Dane, uh, guys like uh, Ivar, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, uh, um, Hanson uh, in, in War Machine. Like, guys that, 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 that are big that can move. He's not that. So I was a little bit disappointed, um, but I, I, I'm I'm taking coffee. It, it just makes sense. Like Pooch said, he's, he's probably the only other guy that could really stand toe-to-toe with Walter. Seriously. By the way, Mr. Tiger Bomb's pick corner, you forgot to mention the standings before we get into this. May I? Uh, if you want to, go ahead. And I will preface that by saying uh, on the on the printout or on the screenshot, I, I fucked up a little bit, but we still all had a loss in the Orton match regardless. Um, because it was a double DQ countout, and I had the the winner of the match being marked down as Kofi. Uh, so even though Kofi walked out as champ, that was incorrect. Uh, so my fault. Editorial, uh, you know, ed- editorial rebuttal. Uh, what's what's the fuck of word? We'll I'm call doing? it a mulligan. Yeah, we'll call it a mulligan. Well, but it, well but it's I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just counting it as a draw since we weren't right but we weren't wrong. So either way. Uh, I, I, so uh, so on top of the stand. So just so everybody's back on back on track here. Uh, the way that the chooserweight defense is working this month is that we combined our NXT and SummerSlam predictions, and now we'll be doing the same for NXT UK and our All Out predictions. And uh, the total prediction at the end of all that August funness will be the chooserweight champion, Poot. The reigning, defending, indisputed, choose away champion. Undisputed? Indisputed. Well, both. Uh, it sits, it sits at the top of 9 and 5 and 1. Uh, I also, Mr. Beef the Legend, uh, also is at 9 and 5 and 1. Bad. With uh, Tiger Bomb Tom and the Madman Alec Ransom sitting just below us at 8, 6, and 1. It is literally anybody's ball game at this juncture. Yep. Continue on, Master Tom. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so the next match we have is the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. It's going to be a triple threat match. We've got the Grizzled Young Veterans, who are the uh, defending champions, versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, uh, versus the other two remaining members of Gallus. I couldn't tell you who their names are off the top of my head because I forget. But oh, it's Wolfgang yeah. and. Um... The, the other coffee brother. I, I, I don't Mark remember Joe's brother's name. Mark. There you go. So it's uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffee. Folgers. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so let's kick this off with Beef. Beef, who are you picking in this I one? I fucking knew it. I fucking knew you'd start with me. Eh, so, shut your uh, mouth. <laughs> I'm going to pick the hometown boys. Uh, both from Welsh would be Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. I don't see another tag. I... Spoiler alert, I don't see another title change this night, and I don't see a lot of faces winning, so I think that these two are going over and getting the belts. Are you clicking that stupid pen again? Yes, sir. He we'll is. take your fingers away from you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and while you do that, go ahead and uh, make your pick there, Ransom. I don't know who any of these people are either. I know. What, what, I know who, you who, what are the teams? 
I don't uh, follow UK stuff. It's I know you don't. Grizzled Young Veterans. That's Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster and uh, the remaining members of Gallus, which would be Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. I'm going to pick the, the same people we've picked. The, okay. <laughs> I don't even Short need to say sweet. anything. There you go. All right, Andrews and Webster. That's them. Um, so I think there is going to be one title change in this event as well. And spoiler alert, I don't think it's this one. I think it could be the women's match. So I'm going to pick the Grizzled Young Veterans to retain. Part of me really, really is worried that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are going to take that. Um, I, I like it. But I, I gotta stand with the grizzled young veterans because I I don't Pick Dallas, do it. <laughs> I Grizzle, do it. I gotta stand with Grizzled Young Veterans because it really seems like they're hunkering down on their title reign. And they are they are one hundred percent money. They are a classic heel team. And they are they're so great. good. They've barely wrestled since they've gotten that gotten those belts and they have made it interesting and amazing it feels like everybody on nxt uk barely wrestles tony storm volter pete dunn and, and, and that's just they protect what their champions when you have well that and when when you have a one-hour show you can only and that's the same thing with nxt man you can only get so many people the spotlight so long so yeah i, I agree though but and, and i would love to see the vets win i would even love to see gallus win but I, I get the feeling it's going to be the hometown boys to, 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 to give the Welsh and something to be happy about. Um, now, to be fair, I will say that... To, to be fair! To be fair! Anyways. That one was awful. It was, actually. Um, no, I've, I've seen a, a couple times on the, on the weekly shows where Tony Storm has uh, defended her women's championship. So um, I would say of the people she's wrestled the most... Of all the champions, she's definitely wrestled and defended more than uh, than the tag champs, and definitely more yeah. than uh, definitely Walter. more than Walter. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, that leads us to our next match: the NXT UK Women's Championship, the defending champion Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. And can I just say real quick? Thank God Tony Storm is not on Raw right now because we'd get it's Tony time. Yes, Anywho. we would. Uh, Stupid Michael Cole. Yeah. Fuck Michael Cole. Anyways, no, actually, he's a, he's a good announcer. Anyways, but that those two things aside, it's not it's not his fault. It's yeah. Let's I know. be real. I know. I know. Uh, all right. So for yeah, this but I one, hear his mouth, so I blame him. Yeah. So for this one, uh, we're gonna start with the champ Aputa the Bad. Ooh. Who you got in this one? Oh, uh, if I was beef, I would try and pull the thing of saying I'm gonna take my. Uh, I'm going to use my uh, my uh, nope. championship clout and just say, I pass. Nope, we're not doing that um, shit today. There's only ooh, five what matches. Is, man, Beer Tom is the surliest Tom of them all. Um, <laughs> hey, like, hey, listen, I'm only on like one and a half. I've been nursing this second one. Trust me, you ain't seen nothing surly yet. <laughs> I, oh, well, uh, I'm just, I'm just um, getting a little attitude and healing up for whenever I spray paint that fucking title. <laughs> all right. You calm down. <laughs> calm down, Junior. All right. Um, I, okay. Ooh. <laughs> Did you swam it? <laughs> I think we're finally going to see Tony Storm lose that belt. I'm going to go with Kaylee Ray. 
Ooh. Uh, beef. Uh, I mean, it's Tony time. Uh, like, Tony Storm is super good, and I think they'd be silly to pull the title off of her unless they have aspirations of bringing her to the main roster tomorrow. Uh, and I think that there is a feud waiting for her with Piper Niven, uh, two who have worked in stardom together. So give me Tony. Okay. Uh, Ransom. Tony. I like well, how Ransom's be... just picking what be picked. Well, uh, we're bet. gonna have a we got a we got a house divided on this one because I'm going with Kaylee Ray because I can see them uh, taking Tony Storm over to regular NXT because of how good she is, and I could see them inserting her into a feud with Miss Shayna Baszler for that. About uh, that, you haven't seen NXT. Yeah, have you? Yeah. Wait, say that again now. I said about that. You haven't seen NXT this week, have you? I have not. I will say Whoa. this. You are close, but that is no cigar with Tony Storm, sir. Well. Yep. Um, I, I will I will say this uh, to back up Tom well, hold with on, our hold picks. On. Hold on. The three of us know, so it wouldn't be fair to leave Tom in the dark. All right. Especially if this influences his pick. Go That's ahead. fair. That's fair. So he should be told. That way he can make an educated Give me, give me the spoiler. Pick. Give me the spoiler. Rhea Ripley showed up tonight on NXT and challenged Shayna Baylor. Okay. Hmm. Even still, e even still, I think, I think Kaylee Ray uh, is going to take this because I think she holds on for it for a little bit. I think you got to build up uh, Zaya Brooks side, th and this is me thinking way out ahead. I think you got to oh. build up. I think you got to build up Zaya Brooks side a little bit. Have Stop her get you're right. Have her get a victory over uh, so Jazzy right. Gabbard or two, and, or mm -hmm. and over Jenny. And I know these names mean nothing to Ransom, and he's just stroking out over there. Damn but it! I, but yeah, uh, but I, but I think, uh, I think when Kaylee Ray would lose the title, she's going to lose it to Zaya. I also said, think that that I is also, almost enough to make me pick to, to change my pick. But I'm, but I'm going to stay with Tony. But but that I, is a very salient point that she's going to be the one to lose to Zaya Brookside. To back that up as well, there's no money in the chase with Kaylee Ray. There's money in the chase if Tony, who's been broken down by her former best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, gets that belt, and now Tony has something to shoot for. Then you can go into the, uh, to the uh, the feud with um, uh, oh, I'm an asshole. Uh, who'd you say, Beef? Piper Niven. Yeah, Piper Niven. Okay. Uh, and then the last match of the night, which I I'm oh. gonna say, yeah, I, I'm just gonna say this. I think I'm pretty sure, unless somebody. Know something that I don't. I think we're all going to probably pick the same across the board. And it is my turn to start it off anyway. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. NXT UK Championship. The defending champion, Valter, versus Tyler Bate. I pick Valter. Uh, Poot. Uh, Valter. Beef. Ransom? I'm peeing in my backyard. <laughs> I'll take that as a vaulter. It's fine with me. Okay. <laughs> vaulter can't. I love Tyler Bate very much, but man, come on. Like, they got to keep no. that belt on vaulter. Although, although, did anybody see it? Uh, not, not today's episode, but last week when he hit, when he hit that fucking uh, tiger, uh, that tiger bomb on him. 
Yep. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler, oh. Ty Ty wow, I, I might have to go back and watch that. Oh, Is Tyler the guy with thinking. the mustache? He's yeah. one of Mustache Mountain, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's so, the inaugural, the, the inaugural UK champion before Pete Dunn beat him. So, I mean, oh, uh, that, I mean, the fact that he was able to hit that on Walter, holy fuck balls. It, man, it, it made it. It's young like, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it inspired me, you know. That man uh, is so, 90% uh, quads. Yeah. Like. Yeah, gotta be. Fuck. Uh, so that, honestly, that does it for the picks for a takeover. But keep in mind, uh, listeners, if you're catching this before we do our live show on Saturday, that at the halftime mark uh, in between takeover and AEW's All Out, uh, we're going to be doing picks for AEW. So I will get these picks up after we get our episode up and I will get the, the next set of predictions uh, on the Excel sheet and ready to go for Saturday. Um, hey, great job, can, Tom. This was, can, this was, this is a good relegated and fair way to go about it. Well, I like is, what you're doing. Keep it up. This is how, this is how I plan to, this is how I plan to do it. Uh, pretty much from here on out. We'll start. Cause I have us, you know, on a particular, you know, like poop yourself, ransom me, you know, on this spreadsheet. And I just figure you start with one, go, you know, from left to right or whatever. If I start with myself, it wraps back around. If I start with ransom, it goes to me and then wraps back around and just, we'll just do that. Everybody starts a new one. That's about the fairest way I can make it. So, all right, Boyos, does, does anybody have a updated, um, AEW all out card that they can just run down real uh, quick? I don't, but I could probably pull it up real quick. You do? Okay, I good. Do. Yep. Um, so, and yeah, so we'll we'll this will give us something to to think about for come Saturday because honestly, uh, I mean at least the way it is right here uh, for NXT Takeover, uh, we're across the board on Banks and Valter. Uh, we're a house divided on Tony Storm, and we're a house divided on Tony Storm uh, and Kaylee Ray and the the tag match, and then I'm the I'm the lone man picking Mastiff. Uh, which I think that might bite me in the ass. But honestly, if anybody's going to make it or break it, the AEW card is going to be where it's at, I got to say. Speaking of which, we have, for a first-round buy in the tag team tournament, best friends, that's Chucky T and Beretta, versus the Dark Order, uh, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, uh, Jimmy Havoc, and a potential show stealer, even though they've given a fucking stupid gimmick, the Cracker Barrel, like, Crack flop or something match. Yeah. I don't know. Crack uh, flop? That sounds like something that it, that sounds like something that would go on in the back alley of crack flop. It's 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 <laughs> like the cracker barrel like crackdown or I don't remember what it's some stupid gimmick. Oh uh, yes. match Great balls of fire? Yes. Mordor's that, County Sport. That <laughs> match, by the way, that, that triple threat match is gonna be fucking lit. Uh the women's battle royal on the uh the pre show, uh, oh. which by the way, awesome Kong was just announced for. Uh, Rio versus um, Hikaru with the winner of that match facing the winner of the uh, Women's Battle Royal for the women's title. Um, that, the, and that, that will happen on the, uh, the debut show the, of AEW's yes. Wednesday Night Dynamite. Yep. Is that what it is now? I don't know if they're actually calling that. I think they're just calling it Wednesday Night AEW. Um, which, by uh, the way, uh, quick aside, uh, one of the participants in the Battle Royal, and I'm just going to say ahead of time, probably my pick to win the Battle Royal, 
uh, Dr. Britt Baker, Pittsburgh's own, was actually just on uh, the latest episode of the Busted Open podcast. Go check that out. Interesting. Uh, Private Party uh, versus uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, SCU versus uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and um, Stout. Uh, Who? Cody versus um, Wait, Stunt. Or not, Stout. Um, Stunt, Stunt. Yes, Mark, uh, Marco fuck. Stunt. Yeah. Christ. Uh, Co- Cody versus Sean Spears, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks, and the Escalero del whatever the ladder match. Uh, yeah. Pac versus Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. You want to talk this about? This is going to be freaking hard to predict. Yeah. Oh no, right? yeah. And that's why I say this this AEW card is going to be where uh you know somebody's going to make it or break it on the picks cuz we're we're pretty So before up. Yeah and, and I 100% agree. So before we cut cuz we're, we're we're starting to wind down here but I do have a legendary letdown. It's been to a end hot on a sour minute. note. Oh, hey, exactly. Before your legendary, I, I, I just yeah. I, there's one more thing I want to touch on and I didn't know if you wanted to end the podcast on the legendary letdown if you did I just want to bring this up real fast. Nope, we can actually just circle back around to you, Ransom. I'm just going to get this out real quick. Good enough. So, two things. One, I think that we are spent way too much time talking about the wrong UK show. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, I think 9.30 is the kickoff time, is New Japan Royal Quest, uh, which the main event is Minoru Suzuki versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, I don't care that Minoru Suzuki is not going to win. Those two are going to have a fucking ball buster match. Uh, also, ZSJ versus um, um, the ace, Tanahashi, uh, should be very, very good. Um, and Kenta is challenging uh, Ishii for the Never Open White title. So they're, the top of the card is going to be absolutely stacked. Should be a great card. Again, that's New Japan Royal Quest. We've spent way too much time talking about the NXT UK, which I'm not all that excited about. But Royal Quest, I'm super stoked for. But the real legendary lad down here. And uh, we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, on Saturday. I, I want to get out while I'm sober. Is the fact that we don't have John Moxley. And it sucks. Uh, it sucks real bad because very rarely do you see a guy that transitions from WC, or from the, oh my goodness, from WWE. Ooh, wow. The, wow. Talk about your Freudian slips, eh? Um, that, that transitions from the big time, so to speak, and goes somewhere else and it be successful out the gate. That it is an immediate fire and, and, and an immediate change in somebody and based upon his work in the g1 moxley is killing it based upon his match with janela at fight for the fallen moxley is amazing and i was so excited to see him versus omega because it's a, it's a true clash of styles and honestly i wanted to see who they were going to put over between him and omega we're gonna have to wait for that i'm sure down to the you know the, the tv show we're gonna see it at some point but it's still a big pretty big fucking letdown and and honestly I think he might have been a big draw for All Out, so I'm hoping that their ratings, buy rates, whatever you want to call it, does you know don't suffer because they have a lot of chips on the play right now on this on this event. So I'm hoping that the loss of Moxley doesn't hurt AEW all over. But for me personally, it's kind of a bummer. Well, to be fair, uh, I, I got to say the real, the real let uh, the real letdown is MRSA. Fuck MRSA. Because that's yeah, what right. it was. Uh, but anyways, no. Um, I, I got to say, though, um, if, if you didn't hear about it already, uh, Kenny Omega did a really good job on Twitter, like, keeping the heat going. He basically, uh, you know, Moxley put out a big tweet about, you know, he's like, you know, I, I really want to be there. I wish I could just, you know, like, you know, 
throw some dirt on it and fucking just, you know, do whatever. But, you know, I got to get this taken care of. And, you know, when I come back, we'll handle business. He's like, but, you know, it fucking sucks and I want to be there. Um, and Kenny, Kenny Omega kind of healed up a little bit almost. And he basically just said, like, yeah, Moxley's scared to, you know, come face me or whatever. That's why he's not showing up or whatever. So he's keeping the intrigue going for whenever Moxley does get back. So good good on Kenny for, uh, for you know, for not just being like, all right, man, yeah, get well soon and I'll see you when we come back. Like, no, fuck that. Like, yeah, get come face me, you scared bitch. That's kind of what, uh, kind of the attitude that he had. So, what's Mercer? Uh, it, it's like a it, bacterial infection Ooh. sort of thing. It's basically Yikes. MRSA is what it's uh, a really aggressive. It's an aggressive staph infection and it can easily kill you. Yes, it can actually. It's very oh. dangerous. That's actually what almost killed Moxley when he had his elbow surgery before um he oh i he forgot got, about that yeah he got a real bad staph infection and i think it turned into MRSA or whatever and the he almost died like while he was out injured <laughs> damn i think it's a think it's think it's time for the new fucking elbow pads for him or something because my god fucking protect that shit that's yeah right that well and the worst part is like fun fact about me i'm allergic to sulfa based drugs and what do you cure MRSA with sulfa based drugs uh-huh so if i get MRSA, i'm dead Oh. Not joking. Well, let let's not have that happen, eh? Unless there have, there has been advancements, but yeah. So there you go. End so, that on a fun fact. So go listen, ahead, I, I, I just wanted to say one thing, and I thought of this the other day, and I thought, damn it, I, I wish I would have thought of this when we did the last podcast. And I know we've been going along, so I'm going to just shoot this out of my f- cake hole real quick, and, and we'll be done. Um, but we talked on, I think, the last episode about um, you know whether or not it was a you know, power move or purposeful move or whatever for Vince McMahon to put NXT uh, up against AEW on Wednesdays. I, I think I said that I believe that it was a, you know, a purposeful move by Vince McMahon because he needs to win and he hates to lose and he doesn't want to be that guy. Like that's his, he's nuts. You know, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta have the victory. He's gotta have the win. He can't admit defeat. He doesn't lose. Vince McMahon does not lose. Right. And I want to, I want to boost my, my comment on that. And, 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 you know, maybe kind of throw some fact in here or, or whatever. But I, I, I believe that even wholeheartedly more to be true. And, and, and that's because of the resurgence of the XFL. Vince McMahon failed on his first launch of the, of the XFL. Nobody can deny that. I mean, maybe you got a, a good guy here or there out of it. You know, Beef got his freaking Tommy gun mm-hmm. uh, to the Steelers from the stupid XFL. But overall, the XFL was a flop. It was a failure. And Vince McMahon can't handle failure. He cannot handle losing, which is, in my opinion, why he's trying to do this XFL thing all over again. And that's exactly why I believe that he's purposely putting NXT, probably the hottest brand in the WWE, up against AEW on Wednesdays on purpose because he can't lose. Vince McMahon is is nuts that way. He will not lose. He refuses to do it. Exactly why he's doing it on Wednesdays, and exactly why he's bringing back the XFL, because he he wants to have a successful XFL this time, so he can be like, "Look, I did it. I won. I succeeded. It wasn't a failure. I freaking did it." Well, it. the the one good thing that may come out of that is that maybe he'll be so focused on trying to succeed succeed in the XFL that he won't get his grubby hands on NXT's live show quite as much. So let's let's try to. 
hope for that. And uh, before we head out, Beef, you want to go ahead and uh, thank the sponsors and close us out? I would absolutely love to do so. But before we do, I do want to touch on that real quick. I think that Ransom is, is, is 100% correct. That Vince is some sort of like a weird, you know, gotta win thing. Uh, and I mean, that's, and, 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 and Tom, I agree with you as well. I think that with his attention divided, I think we all win. I think with him being less involved with the, the product, it's going to be better overall. I think we've already seen that with Monday Night Raw. Like, yeah, there's been some shitty things happening. Uh, the, the main event, the tag team turmoil match, etc. But, I mean, for the most part, though, like, Heyman has really kind of turned that ship around. SmackDown, you know, SmackDown was never really a problem, to be honest with you. It was always a decent show. It just, uh, you know, it, it th- that's his biggest problem is that he can't leave well enough alone. So the fact that he keeps on, you know, keeping on with SmackDown and keeps rewriting it and, you know, reports were that he was rewriting, you know, he, he tore up the script yesterday and it, it's, he, he just needs to go away and do other things and I think the XFL should be that thing. So hopefully that means that we won't have to deal with this insanity anymore. Has Bischoff started on SmackDown? That is a funny question that you asked. Yes, he has, actually. He was supposed to start after Extreme Rules, and I believe he did, but the fact that uh, the product hasn't really changed too much tells you what his influence has been. I think he's just kind of there to kick up his feet and take a paycheck. So Vince is... Um, he's still got his, his knuckles deep in, in SmackDown and not letting oh, he you know, Eric it every do his week. job. Every well, I mean, and, and and reportedly Eric didn't want to be the uh, didn't, didn't want to have a hand in creative. He's he's there to produce. Oh, uh, oh okay. Whereas Paul Heyman wants to have his hands on the actual creative product. Bischoff has kind of brought in his own people to do that, which I don't know if yeah. Bischoff's if, if Bischoff's people are also Vince's people, but Vince clearly Paul coming Hogan. out of it as this is oh god, let's <laughs> hope not. Rod Rodman well. shows up on on SmackDown next week. God help us uh, all if he does, but we'll we'll table that discussion for Saturday, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So once uh, once we, we have the beers and we're a little bit more rowdy with uh exactly. some bad fantasy booking. We always do a lot of good fantasy booking stuff and stuff we want to see, but we get we can hit we can handle some beers and bad fantasy booking. That would be quite entertaining. So let's let's do thank the sponsor. So and before we thank sponsors, yes, let let's 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 plug the show one more time. Saturday, the live show uh, after NXT UK. Um, keep your devices on, yeah. We're not going to have a set time. Um, we're going to try and do after NXT, um, not immediately, like not the second is done, but within the, you know a few minutes or so, uh, give us a time to get set up. Um, so just uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Tom's great with the setting up a little, a little bit of like a looping video thing to let you know that we're going to be coming. So, you know, get your popcorn We're ready. coming. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so get your popcorn ready. That, that, that's, that's going to be exciting, I'm sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, lot, lots of great wrestling coming up on Saturday. But, yeah, we do want to thank our sponsors. Um, obviously, uh, the Tiger Bomb, Tom himself, Casual Gaming Dad, and his fantastic corner <laughs> over on Facebook um, with all the awesome uh, playthroughs he's doing. He's doing uh, – Link to the Past right now. I caught some of that the other night, and that's probably one of my favorite games of all time, so it was kind of a, a nice little throwback. I saw you were in the Dark World earlier today, so that's, that's pretty exciting. Yes, sir. And then, uh, so give him a like on Facebook. Uh, Follow him, him on, on Twitter. 
Yeah, right? To subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, Can't and, find uh, me on Twitter. You get no twats from me. <laughs> Until the and, transition. Um... Oh, uh, wow. It's you to it. I'd still be stingy is, with it. This is my fantastic. Twat. It's my twat. This is fantastic. Oh, and then uh, obviously we do want to uh, Hashtag continue. me too. I do oh. want to... <laughs> Sorry to all. Well, we don't have any female listeners. Never mind. Uh, we also want to plug our sponsorship uh, sponsorship with Sean Tischler and his support of IWC Clearfield Ten uh, Clearfield X. Uh, the event coming up in October. I lose the second weekend in October. I think it's the twelfth. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, Correct, sir. Um, Saturday, October twelfth. Thank you, sir. Get your tickets from Sean Tischler. Um, let him know that we sent you and uh, continue to support the local indies in your area and uh, keep uh, keep making wrestling um, great as it always is. All right. Well, what a fan dangle of an episode. So we're going to sign off, you idiots. $49.99, Tiger Bon Tom, Beef the Legend, The Advocate Alec Ransom, and... Who who do I who do I advocate for again? Oh, that's right. The reigning, defending, un un undisputed, not indisputed, you wordsmith, English major, so called. Undisputed chooser way champion of the world. Poop the bard bye. All hail King Corbin bitches. Oh.